1: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk.
2: Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, a
3: motherfucker who knows a little bit about everything and a lot of bit about nothing. I'm Avstynensky, and Alex, it's your podcast. I'm just paying for it. Hi. I'm Elon Gold. Let's talk talkless. (laughs) Welcome back to Pretty,
2: Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season 11, episode eight. What have I done? Or mouth, actually, while he's in bed, which originally aired on December 12th, 2021. Yesterday, as you've already heard, we have a very special guest, Elon Gold, with us. Elon, I'm my so nervous. Brother.
4: I'm more I, this is more nerve-wracking than filming the episodes. Yeah. Just Could being you? with you two legends. <laughs> this is this is really people say how do you do it? How do you work with Larry David? Isn't it so anxiety-ridden? No, no. This podcast, this is it. Don't By the way, can we talk about Huffer. the fact that you're doing a show about a guy who used to have a show about nothing? It's a show about a guy who now has a show Who's a guy that used to have a show about nothing? It's nothing on nothing on nothing. This is a lot, much ado about nothing. These are. This is a podcast, and yet you guys do two and a half hours, uh, yeah, episodes.
2: Well, if I may invoke our, our similar heritage, sometimes you could focus on like a line of the Mishnah, which maybe uh, uh, well, nothing, I'm so glad you pages brought that pages up. of analysis.
4: I am so glad that you brought that up because yeah. that is exactly how I view Curb. Mm. It is deserving of literally commentaries and you guys are like you know rashi and rambam you know <laughs> talking about going over and and it, it is deserving of that but two and a half hours come on we could bang
2: this out in an hour an hour and a half right hour and a half
4: we're gonna do I our know. best
2: yeah this podcast likes to feature a lot of effing and jeffing so i don't know if we can fit it all in an hour but we can work on it i like that um, i like that. yeah and Av and i just, are known I to be good that you analyze <laughs> yes. i love that you analyze and pick
4: apart and just Again, it's 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 the only show that that deserves that level of of not scrutiny of of, of analyzing and of just there every bit is a nugget that you can just go over and and talk about experiences in your life where that's happened to you. Every bit, by the way, remind me in a minute to tell you an amazing story because in your last episode, yeah, I listened in your last episode. Which I think um, started last week and will end on Shavuos, folks. <laughs> um, in your last episode, you talked about when he, Larry, in the episode, leans in and taps Tracy and asks her to tap. Right. And I'm going to tell you the greatest story that nobody knows about the origin of that bit. But let's start your little thing where you do intros. Well, hold on. No, no, say, let,
2: let's talk about that right now. I don't want my mind to wander.
4: Okay. Well, this is, this is an exciting thing. So... Seven years ago, I met Larry for, like, whatever, the second or third time. Like, I I had met him just, I did a sitcom uh, for Castle Rock, like, 25 years. I'm talking when they were doing Seinfeld. And I used to leave my terrible writer's room with terrible writers and run into the great writer's room of Seinfeld and just hang with those guys. And I knew Jerry a little from stand up, and he would always make me do impressions. Do me, do, do Goldblum, <laughs> do, do things, please. And and I would do impressions and, and regale the 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 room with, with some fun voices and stuff. So I got to like hang out there a lot. And it was the same lot. Literally, our sound stages were across the street. I was there when LD made his triumphant return to the set after having left the show and then years went by and he wrote that legendary last episode and he showed up and i was standing there like fly on a wall except wow. it's just jerry and two other people and then in walks larry and jerry's like oh here he is <laughs> and larry walks in and immediately without missing a beat as if no time had passed between these two guys you know be- working together being on that set for years They just went into a bit about, oh, you doing the, uh, you doing the t-shirt under the shirt thing? Yeah, yeah, you do. How much t-shirt do you show under the? It literally, I'm watching them just do a bit, just do Seinfeld, do Curb, and it it was just amazing to be one of the few people that got to witness LD coming back to the show. So I, I, you know, met him there. Would he remember me? Never. Then I met him at like a Castle Rock party. And then I met him at this and at that. You know, always nice exchange. He's a very pleasant guy. The the question I hate more than anything is, what's Larry like? Because there is no satisfying answer to that question about anybody. When someone meets someone that's famous or noteworthy, Everyone asks, what's he like? What's she like? What are they like in person? There, there's no answer for that. There's no good answer. I don't know what he's like. I don't know what I'm like. I have no idea what I'm like. But it's like it's still a question that everyone loves to ask. And there's no good answer and there's no right answer. And and you can't, you know, what is he like? He, he's he's him, but he's like, a person. He's a person, but he's actually sweeter and funnier than his persona wow. because everything is a bit. Right. Everything is a back and forth. Everything. And that's why the very first time I was on Curb, I was comfortable in the scene because I had already done sort of Curbian moments and dialogues and back and forths with him. And the only difference was now there's three cameras rolling and 100 people watching on the set. But to me, it was just me and LD going back and forth as I had done these in these couple of experiences. So first big experience with him was so we're back now seven years and there was a debate between alan dershowitz and dennis prager and i was invited by someone and i just said well i didn't have a gig that night i was like oh that's interesting here are these two guys and 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 yeah there's pretty bright guys i'm gonna hear them so i went there and walking into it there he is larry david and i just go Larry, what, what are you doing here? Which, by the way, was the line that I used on him years later at the premiere of Curb. They had a season 11 premiere. And I walk over to him and I say, Larry, what are you doing here? Which is just the greatest thing to say. It's the guy's premiere. And I'm asking what he's doing here. Anyway, Lane,
3: what are you doing here?
4: Right. So he so so I say, what are you doing here? He goes, well, uh, uh, and let me preface by saying I don't do a good Larry. I do a lot of impressions. I don't do a good Larry. Um, and he asked me, do you, do you do me last week? I went to visit him in the office and he goes, do you do a me? And I said, it's a work in progress right now. All I have is Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. You see him on Kimmel when he told that amazing story about how the guy who used to book the Johnny Carson show. And and was was at Catch Rise Star and saw Larry. Larry didn't have a great set. He tried to avoid him and just run out of there. But the guy was standing at the end of the bar. The guy stopped Larry just to tell him, Johnny wouldn't like you. <laughs> and then he told the story about it. And that, and that was devastating because every comedian, all they talked about was Johnny, 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 Johnny. So anyway, again, I don't do a good Larry, but I, I, I'll play with it. So So he says, well... I'm uh, I'm best friends with one of, of the debaters and I loathe the other. And I went, oh, so you're a friend of Allen's just knowing, you know, like his politics and everything. Funny thing. Later, they had a falling out yeah. because of politics. <laughs> and Martha's But anyway, whatever. <laughs> so he said, yeah, yeah, I'm a friend of Allen's. So we talked and I just like reintroduced myself knowing he would never remember me. And a comedian. He goes, oh, I heard the name. And he was, again, just very pleasant, just lovely. And we both walked in there. And we watched the debate separately in like different rows. And then there was this VIP after reception. And there we are again. And by the way, Dershowitz was so cool. Like he said, Larry, you got to meet Elon Gold. He's a brilliant comedian and da, 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 da And it was just so cool to have Alan tell Larry that I'm like, ooh, this is exciting, you know, just to be talked about like that in front of the king. So, so but right before that moment, I said, Uh, So what did you think of the debate? And he goes, oh, oh, I was so bothered the whole time. I couldn't enjoy it. I was just so disgusted. I went, what happened? He said, well, I noticed that Alan's wife was two rows ahead of me. So I tapped the guy in front of me. (laughs) Right. And I asked the guy, hey, would you mind tapping The guy, the woman in front of you. And he turns back and he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And now, in a second, I just turned to Larry and immediately took on the great Jeff Garland role and just went, he didn't forward the tap? And he goes, no, no, he didn't forward the tap. I go, who doesn't forward the tap? You tap the guy in front of you, you forward the tap. Exactly, you forward the tap. And let me just say two things about that. One, the... Start with a negative. The disappointment that they didn't use the Kirbian phrase, forward the tap, yeah. shocking to me. Because what must have happened is every single thing, every occurrence in his life, he writes down. Everything. Uh, part of the genius of, of him, and he changed, he changed the way people speak. And he changed the way, certainly, people speak on television because of the... Minutia, the daily, you know, the, uh, you know, interactions, human behaviorisms, that is all just, he would just write everything down that happened to him. And that, that was the edict in the Seinfeld writing room. Tell us what happened to you. And, and we'll, if it's funny enough, we'll put it as a storyline. So I was like, wow, I'm literally in a real life curb moment. And I thought, I wonder if he's going to write that down and ever use it. Years later, years <laughs> and years later, There it is in an episode that I'm in also, which is just beyond crazy. Right. And he did the forward the tap bit, but he must have not written down the phrase forward the tap. Or maybe he chose not to use it. Maybe it's like too much phrasing and too because everything
2: he says. Yeah. If if he remembers that, that becomes like a thing in pop culture now. But now it doesn't have a name like what he what he does with Tracy. Correct. It should have had a name because that's what he does best from. And then you get royalties, yeah. right? <laughs> no, you just, you
4: give it a name. I love that. When when I was with him last week and I said to him, I said, Larry, I know this is life imitating art, but you got to come for Shabbos dinner. We're having Barry Weiss. And he laughed. And I go, Barry is, is middling. And he goes, oh, oh, is she middling? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and you know, that's that's a huge thing now. He goes, is it? <laughs> and I, I said, wait, you don't know that middling is a bit. And then Jeff Schaefer is sitting next to me and he goes, yeah, yeah, no, I was just at a dinner party yesterday. Oh, the whole talk is about middling. Yeah.
2: No, every Shabbos oh, meal it gets mentioned
4: now. What's that? Every Shabbos meal it gets mentioned. Every meal. And, and he goes, oh, that's nice. And I went, I'm, I'm sorry. Is this new to you that you say something and then it just becomes in the vernacular? It just goes yeah. from pop culture to culture. Every single thing you say becomes a thing that people say forever. Do You don't know about this? No, I, I, you know, I don't know a lot of people and I stay you – know, I, I don't go out to places. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I said there will never be a dinner party again where people don't say middling ever, ever. And by the way, the, the, the coolest thing about that is that it's a it's a stand-up term. Middling is what you do there's a headliner, an opening yeah. act, and then a middler. And uh-huh. for us comedians, but a very it's different meaning there. Inside. What's
2: that? But a very different meaning there.
4: Very different meaning there, correct. But I just love that he used the terminology yeah. that we stand-ups always use. But anyway, he's always doing like inside stuff like that, and, and inside Jewish stuff, and and but anyway, fascinating that the forward the tap took seven years to make it to air that he has books and books and pads and pads of his bits and he puts it together like a puzzle where he just goes through everything and sees what fits with where and what episode and they map it all out it's like i don't even get the geniuses that are larry and jeff and uh, it's did
2: you discuss this at all with larry while filming season 11 did you remember of this yeah
4: I I I just um, texted Schaefer that that this, and he said, "Wow, you were at the birth of that bit. Yeah. That's so exciting." Yeah, but yeah, no, I didn't I didn't discuss that. The 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 one thing that I said that that I um, loved because it, it made him laugh. When you make Larry laugh, it's the greatest. It's like. You know, it, there's nothing like it because he's the king of funny. So when you make the king of funny laugh, you, you know, you know you're kind of okay to he's funny. also
3: a great laugher, like he is great. Great. Belly, yeah, yeah. The belly laugh and like the, the way his just like jaw moves up and down, his jaw
4: just... goes up and down, yeah. <laughs> and he has this belly laugh. I walk into the office last Tuesday, and first I'm talking to Jeff for like 15 minutes. All you hear is this and I had like an opening line prepared because you don't go visit the king without a, an opening line ready to go. And I'll tell you the opening line in a second. But by the way, we're never getting to this episode. But <laughs> I, but, but, that's but be, I. That's become apparent. Yeah. <laughs> but I walk in there and I go, Who the hell were you on the phone with that made you just crack up for 15 minutes? And here's another moment. And I go, He goes, Oh, that was one of my oldest best friends of 40 years. And we were talking about the fact that he's the only friend i have that i can't offend and he goes i offend everybody and and everyone offends me i can't defend him and i go oh my god that's like that's a bit he goes i don't think it's a premise yet but yeah but it was just so fascinating that that's what he was getting a kick out of just that he has this one oldest friend who he can never offend he tries i've tried to offend him he won't be offended anyway so
2: I mean, you could argue that 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 is in the show because Funkhauser, I mean, look what Larry does to every dying member of his family, to like to his marriage, to everything about his life. He ruins Funkhauser's life. And Funkhauser's like, no, you're still my best friend. Like Larry cannot get he gets him arrested. Like no matter what he does, the fuck man won't give up on him.
4: Amazing. So so and by the way, the opening line that I had uh, for him was I said um, I said, we have a lot to cover. Right. And he goes, oh, do we? And I go, I go lots to cover, but I'm leaving in 10 minutes because I'm a big believer in the understay. I like to understay my welcome. Can't stand the overstayers, you know, because because he just relates to those type of bits. And and he smiled and just said, "Uh, uh, I'll kick you out when I when I have to. I'll just I'll just kick you out. But of course he didn't. It was the opposite. I start doing impressions for him and he goes, oh, I could listen to this all day. All day, and I said, What's so exciting about impressions? He said, Because I can't do them, I can't do it, it. You know, it's like watching someone draw, I could watch someone draw all day. How, how does he do that? And he, at literally, literally, at some point, I said to him, You know, and this is like I don't know, 20 minutes in, I say, All right, I'm gonna let you go. And he goes, Well, I'm not letting you go. And we just went, did another 10 15 minutes of just fun riffing and impressions and oh my god just the one-on-one is unbelievable with him all right so let's go back let's let's go back to the uh episode at hand by the way book ended the episode i'm honored yeah opening scene closing scene not just closing
2: scene you get to say the final word of the episode
4: the final word at the end as howard stern would say uh well this is very exciting robin let me tell you this elon gold uh he he, uh he opened and closed it
2: (laughs) all right that's good that's good you do right. you, yeah you I, do, do I, impressions. Do, I do impressions. yeah you're good yeah it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a magic trick it's, it's always
4: exciting.
3: have you not you studied
2: can, yeah. up on me and done your research no i don't No, i mean your gold boom was like very famous
3: maybe maybe do uh, yes of... yeah. yes i yes. studied a little bit i didn't see i didn't see the accents wow
4: well, um, I, saw, need... I i
3: stopped i stopped when i saw that we went to the same high school and then i just you know focused yeah. in on that yeah let yeah, three that's of not us en- that's not embarrass ourselves <laughs> um
2: you better do better research let's talk about that did you ever have a, a, a Rabbi Dulitz when you were at MTA?
4: Not only did I of have. Course knows. I mean, he's of course he does. He's from
2: Pelham Parkway. Yes.
4: Not only did I have a Rabbi Doolitz. See, Dulitz, I looked you but- up. <laughs> but, but Rabbi Dulitz was my, uh, his wife actually, uh, was my carpool ride every single morning. I'd walk around the corner to their house. Oh, wow. And she was always in the driver's seat and he was always in the passenger seat with a Talmud, a Gemara in his eye. Yep. and just, just like singular. this, and just like you know murmuring and studying it and learning it, and you just hear mm, and she's trying to start the car and it's like and there's smoke everywhere and it's freezing out because it's the bronx and it's always like winter and it's miserable and i'm like exhausted like let's just get to school oh my god did i ever have yes I. Have. Was, I well because when
2: you were level. talking about larry showing up To to Jerry after being gone for whatever it is, three years and just continuing up picking up on the joke like, and we were talking before that, you know, comparing studying curb to studying Talmud there one of the Rabbi Doolett stories was he was once uh, called out of class like he just sort of gets up and walks out in the middle of class and nobody exactly knows where he's going, and he's gone. And he's literally gone for like several days. He, he, he just disappears. And he comes back several days later. There's no there's no replacement teacher because that's not how the school ran. It was a free for all. Right. So the kids are just in the room like being crazy and wild. Like, oh, it's like we no longer have a teacher anymore. And then he just walks in several days later. And without even pausing, continues like the same sentence of the tablet that he was on like the last time. he was Oh, in class, right?
4: that is amazing. He so, just continued yeah. as if nothing. That's amazing. Um, and I like how you took that uh, full circle with the comparison. By the way, when I was listening to your show and, and you were comparing Seinfeld to Curb, and I think you were all in agreement that Seinfeld is funnier, I actually think that Curb is funnier. and Not not that it's like – Seinfeld is like the most entertaining and, and brilliantly hilarious show ever. Curb is different. Seinfeld is character-driven funny and story-driven funny. Curb is bit driven funny. Curb it could be absurd stories, ridiculous, you know, happenstances. He always has, you know, the the episode Dovetail where everything just fits together and sometimes by an insane coincidence. But the bits, every single bit on that show, you're just blown away. You're just as a comedy writer you're just going, "How did I not ever think of that?" That is so genius. So it was, it's so much more bit-driven. Like this season, last season, oh, my God, Spite Store, every other minute, he's just throwing bits at us, and it's just, it's gold. Whoa, it's gold, Jerry, I tell you. All right. And, and gold, as, an, Elon, as a performer, gold.
2: it must be yeah. more fun than anything else also.
4: As a performer, it's the most fun because you're just, as I've likened it to, uh, tennis with McEnroe. It's improv, and you get this tiny paragraph with two like beats and bullet points, and then you just go, and now you're playing with the best. So you hit the ball to him, he hits it back 100 times harder, and then now that ups your game. And now you try to hit it even harder back to him, and it's just this incredible back and forth. And and yeah, it's it's so much it's more challenging, but it's also way more fun than just memorizing
2: someone else's lines and just spitting them out. So let's ask um, about, you know, what you're talking about right here, like going harder and going back at him. You know, you're recruited, uh, you're you're brought onto the episode and you're told, obviously, you know, you're going to play a, a very Jewy uh, executive from
3: Hulu. And uh, we assume from, maybe that maybe you're just executive from Hulu. Uh, no, you just no, 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 no. no. <laughs> They
4: said the more Jewy,
3: the yeah. better, like the yeah.
4: more you can throw down. Yiddish-ism. Like, but
2: being asked to be like, like, hey, we want you to come on curb and be the Jew is being like told like like during the Hajj, like, hey, can you come to Mecca and be the Muslim guy? Like, it's, already,
4: <laughs> right. like, it's a already yeah, Jewish. Like, I'm already I'm already there,
2: baby. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's prepared, funny because just-
3: we we had um we had Yves Barr on the podcast who played Rachel Heinemann. And I, I would not have believed that we would ever have a more Jewish character on curb, <laughs> let alone this podcast. But I think right. you might have her be.
2: Well, Dan Japlons also was like a very Jewy person on the show who we had on our podcast. (laughs) And now this whole season seems to have this through line
4: of – and by the way, just in in this episode, and we'll get to it, when when he sort of asks the cameraman for a favor, finding out that he was Jewish, I was just like praying that he would say to him the line that i said to him which is "J to J," you know <laughs> jew to jew we got it which right, by right. the way was a devastating blow last week so last week's episode i had that little quick exchange with him at the table read yeah and you know at the premiere i was really excited about J to J because it was I a real just, machia, machia, wasn't it it was a machaya and yeah. i just knew that like Again, when you say something and it's sort of like original and has never been said before and it's on curb, and especially if LD repeats it, it's in the vernacular. You're, You're good. And especially, you know, for us, Jews will always say J to J to each other if Larry just repeats it. So in that episode last week when we were filming it, I did it again. I went, Larry, J to J. Maria is not. And he goes, oh, oh, J to J. Here we go. J to J and i was so excited and, and then the editor came over to me and at the premiere was this roger or was this roger yeah oh, okay, and he's yeah. a great guy and he goes you're going to be so pleased with your work you're amazing this season and you have so much screen time and i go that's so nice but i have two questions i have two questions <laughs> i said j to j is is it in is j to j he goes is it in it's in two or three times and unfortunately, he was wrong in his head because he sits there all day and edits. Right. He, saw take, yeah. he saw it a lot of times. He saw it a lot of times, but it only made it in once. But better one than none. And then the other question was, do I do these funny movements where I'm sticking my head out of the office
3: going, get off the phone? Yeah, it's like, yeah, we, got yeah we got
2: that. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, we got that part. We did get that one.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, what, I, Jews, Jews are I did research on Jews. They're always just talking with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he said go like go, like just
4: anything you can say, just make it just Jewy. And and I just thought of a, a few things and was armed and ready to go. And and I knew that I had to drop some, you know, fun like Yiddish words and tachlis, which they never really, seriously in real life had never heard of. Let's talk tachlis.
2: Well, when we yeah. had um oh sorry, Av, what's her name? The 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 actress who plays Shara. Ann Bedian. Yeah, Anne Bedian who's Armenian, uh, what she was talking about in her episode, Palestinian chicken, when, um, when super Dave Osborne is saying the bracha cause he's religious that episode at Friday night and he has the yamaka and he's saying kiddush, uh, before they drink the wine at the dinner before, um, that she, um, that nobody on the stage knew the words of the bracha and you have like everybody there is a Jew. Jeff Garland's a Jew and Larry David's a Jew. Right. And, and like nobody knew. And, and Bidet and the Armenian on the sideline just from like, being around enough Jews in Hollywood, it's like okay, these are the words. Baruch <laughs>
4: oh my god, she's the so one even the Gentiles that knew. are
2: Jews on curve.
4: <laughs> I love that she's the one that knew. And yeah. and you talk about, you know, saying the bracha and everything and, and and the and the whole Friday night dinner. That was the last thing I said to him, and he wasn't expecting it. As he's leaving the office, I said to him. Come for Shabbos dinner. We're having Barry Weiss over. And he did that jaw-shaking <laughs> laugh. And it actually, like, had, you know, he broke the scene. And just went, ah! And he comes back in. And he goes, Barry Weiss? How did you think of that? And I said, because we're having her this, this <laughs> Friday night. And he goes, how do you know Barry Weiss? And I said, well, I did. to J. <laughs> yeah, J to J. No, I said I did an event. I am see a lot of these, you know. Oh, you guys uh, were uh,
2: on the McGill reading last year together.
4: That, but that was Among yeah. Other then things, we I'm became sure. friendly. Yeah. yeah, we became friendly. But before that, I said we we did this event, and and I was the MC, and she was the uh, keynote, and it was a fundraiser. He goes, oh, let me guess, uh, let's save Israel. We gotta save Israel. Yes, it was one of those events. <laughs> we gotta save Israel events, and I said and we just connected, and and now you know we're pals, and she comes over all the time. And he was like, oh, I love that. So we had to do it again and from a different angle, whatever, where now they really capture the line. And then Jeff Schaefer, who was directing the episode, said, and then after you say that, react to a door slam. Now, again, I have no idea why I'm reacting to a door slam. I didn't know that the rest of the episode is doing door slam bits, just like I didn't know that they would do that brilliant move of mirroring the Netflix office of diversity with Mm -hmm. the Hulu office of diversity. I I didn't get it. I got that there was a diversity couch, and that that's funny. They're just trying to, sort of lightly mock how that's a mandate now in 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 Hollywood, and you have to have diversity. And I, I was like, that that's funny. Had no idea that they were they did that. It was a mirror image. For but the in first your episode,
2: episodes. it's actually referenced, whereas at Netflix, it's just like like a a visual humor, almost like BoJack Horseman. It's like, a, but it's just a setup for when they get to your
4: office. Yeah, it's sort of a visual gag. Not that we're mocking diversity,
2: everybody. We're all
4: for it. It's all great. My father's down our
2: throats.
3: Everything in moderation. Yes, (laughs) that's brilliant. all right. Elon, my Hebrew
2: brother, could you be a mention? Maybe discuss the episode for your fellow tribesmen. Let's start. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's jump
3: right into uh, what have I done? What have I done? What have we done? Yes. All right, so we're actually going to start out with a clip here. Me now a, I get yeah. to watch myself. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to pause right there because we need to get into this for a bit. So your na- we've, you've been given a name, it seems. You know, I had begin- been given a name
4: since the very beginning, and, and they just never used it. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you always use names in, in shows. Otherwise, you don't know who they're talking about. Like in the promo, they just said did Jake convert Larry says and i'm like nobody
3: gets that cuz cuz no nobody knows who that. Jake is yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. very it's strange never been mentioned.
2: I mean, even on imdb but on yeah. the earlier episodes they just called you like head of hulu head of hulu right forget that
3: the- even on this episode on imdb you're credited as head of hulu even though it's you've been crazy it. that that
4: that it says that and and in the credits it says it's
3: anti-Semitism. they don't just forget a credit
4: over there they, yeah, yeah, but they anyway so So he finally says it. Now it's like, Jake, 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 and then you get it. But also, another cool thing, to hear that iconic music, and then, like, in episode three, it's the iconic music, and then just me going, so glad you came here. Big mitzvah that you came here from that. (laughs) Like, you know how weird it is to hear that music and then see Larry just say your character name? It's just all bizarre. Yeah. 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 All right. L- let's let me ha-
2: let me ask you a question. Eli, and maybe you <laughs> don't- what are you, Jay
4: Leno? By the way, Jay Leno, which For one second done, into the episode, I have done 10 <laughs> times, Jay Leno. I always say that Leno can't just ask a question. He's always got to. Pre- uh, let me ask you that. Let me ask you something. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. You know, you know when you mind me, asking, let me ask you a question. Just ask the question. Yeah.
2: No, you know what? For that, I'm not going to ask the question. Uh,
4: All right. No, go go ahead. I apologize. I was just trying to get my Leno impression. (laughs) I'm not frustrated. It's all good. I'm joking. I was trying to get my Leno impression. Yeah, that was was very good. Yeah. Thank you. Let me ask you something. something. Yeah, let me ask you. (laughs) What do you want to ask
3: me, Alex? I don't remember. We're one
4: second in. We can't make it past a second. Yeah. All
3: right. Should we do this? Should we do this like one second at a time? No. All right. Let's go.
1: Oh, hey, Larry David calling for Jake. Oh, hey, Larry. How are you? Oh, couldn't be better. The yeah,
4: she's hey, excellent, really by the bad.
2: way. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we pause again? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's excellent. So she's excellent. Liz-, Liz Carey. That's who she is, right? Yes. And I, I know I recognize her and it was driving me crazy. I couldn't figure out what it was from. hmm.
4: Uh, She's just, a, you know, a working actor. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, she just nails this. And by the way, this moment that you have paused right now to me is just a beautiful moment. And if you've ever written a script and you've gotten that reaction and we all have where people literally say to you, like, I read the script. And then they don't use adjectives. And his look, Larry, is just that look of years of having that having done to him where it's such a beautiful moment. Watch this. He just and and
2: especially it's like, who are you to be like, insulting Larry? (laughs) Right. I also like in the background. Do you guys see the bottle of tequila he's got there?
3: Ooh, that's the good <laughs> stuff. He's like, yeah. You know I wrote the Seinfeld show.
2: Yeah. Oh, the Azur, yeah. that's the one uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the um, Azur. Yeah.
1: You read the script. I did I did. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you can read. That's so great. <laughs> hey, did you call earlier? Our phones have been down all day. Yeah, I was calling to see if Jake had converted. bump. <laughs> What's that? bump. <Ba-dum-bump. laughs> you know. Mm, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'll get Jake for you. Yeah, and uh, while you're at it, maybe you can think of an adjective for the script. Jake, I've got Larry David on the phone
2: for right, can you. Can we pause before we get to Elon here?
1: Larry Booby,
0: how are Larry, you? Boobie.
2: Larry Booby, got to pause on the Booby. Um, is it? I've always said it's it's. But You need like the snare drum at the end. It's not. But bump uh It's both. It's but and ba um bump. Oh, no, yep, the, the, yeah, right. So if Larry's upset, she's going with the bum I agree, because yeah, well, that, that's the so right
3: one. So I, so I guess my question would be is, did they specifically use badum dum Because, spoiler alert for the very end of the episode, you get a badum dum going into the curb but um bum like- Right.
4: N- no, I don't think that's why. I think but um bum is also a very famous one. Mm-hmm. And it's not which one it is. It's that as a comedian, you never want to hear that. When you're trying to be funny, and that's a great <laughs> joke. Did Jake convert yet? You don't. Just like you don't pause and say, I read the script and then say nothing. You do not but bum a comedian who's just threw out a little gem right there <laughs> right yeah
2: <laughs> i mean listen you got to be careful J to J, because there's a j4j on your uh, cast over
4: there. there's a like, j4j yeah. there's j2j there's a lot of j's i'm also oh, we're, but, ste- yeah. we're
2: staring at your desk here in the in the julu office and i yes. just want to say like ladies and gentlemen if you're trying to work your work on your judar like When you walk into a lawyer's office and he's got a shofar and he's got the Jew stuff all over, like that's overcompensating. That Berg is not the real deal here. This is a Jewish desk. So you don't need to you don't. it's already so understood when they meet you that you don't need to clutter your desk with that. Correct.
3: Yeah. He's got the uh, he's got the R.A.K.P. Bell on his desk. Yeah, he does have the bell.
2: Yeah.
4: And that's my actual phone that I just put on the desk. (laughs) All right. And by the way, Larry is in the other room. And he because obviously they filmed this on two different days, you know, his conversation, his side at his house and then my side in of my office. But Larry is like right, or, right, or, right outside that door feeding me his line. So we're still feeding off each other. They're just not filming him. Yeah. He's not just, he's not miked. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, let's see,
2: Jake
1: good listen we have to recast the young larry part and it's going to take a couple of weeks before we can start rehearsal okay it's your show we're just paying for it <laughs> thank you i appreciate that by the way your assistant gave me a ba-dum-bum ba bum yeah like i'm a comic in the catskills <laughs> by the way she is on the call
4: Oh,
5: for fuck. <laughs> Hi, Larry. I'm still here, so.
4: Why is she on the phone? She's my assistant, Larry. She takes notes. That's part of the gig.
1: No, it's not part of the gig.
4: She's not a court stenographer.
1: I've taken notes on all, all your calls, just f- FYI. Get off the phone. Jake, get her off the phone. Should I be writing on this, Jake? <laughs> no, she's get the fuck off the phone. I'm getting off. Uh, I'm off. Hang, oh, hang off. Up. I'm she's off She's hanging up,
4: Larry.
2: She's hanging up. Everything is off.
4: Everything is off. I think she's off now don't ever do that to me again I'm sorry about that so what do you want to talk about I already told you I I don't remember
1: you might want to check your notes
3: <laughs> boom you might what a bump. button what a
4: button to the scene yeah. so so yeah I I was proud of uh, it's it's uh it's your show we're just paying for it you know I just thought of that yeah. on the spot and the only line that they gave me to say was that was that one in the middle which is um which is uh. What did I say again? Is your show just paying for it? And then I
3: say, um, I don't for, I forgot. Why don't you check your notes, Elon? You
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Right. It's part to of the gig. To, uh, to ask again? No. Just that. Oh, I, you forgot
2: what he was saying? What he was? No. Telling ju-
4: you? No. Just that. <laughs> like, like, I knew. The only thing I knew was that Larry is annoyed that your assistants on the call. Uh, okay. Like that. Like that's the only thing I knew. And and so that's the. That's the bit of the scene. Oh, oh, that's it. And and also that they say, you know, she but bumps him. And that just annoys him. And then you just, yeah, and you just talk back and forth. There's still a lot of things that they cut, you know, that hurts. Like I said, listen, when a big macher like you calls me up, I got to have someone taking notes for me. But, you know, it's only, you know, one of the one of the things that killed me that they cut in episode three, and I brought this up to them last week, I said, I knew for sure you wouldn't cut this because it was like a funny uh, moment where in an exchange where I said something funny and then he again hit me back with something funnier. Uh, And it was when we were talking about the script and I said, "Ugh, is the script good? Right. Or or about an actor. "Ugh, is he good? Right. And then and then I said, and, you know, our people, we use in a positive way. Like you go out to a restaurant. ugh, it was delicious. Right. And then without missing a beat, he says. Uh, okay, so ach is good, ich is bad, and I'm like exactly ach good, ich bad, and I'm like this is an amazing little piece, and I go that's making it in because Larry just topped my bit with a with a hilarious observation about ach versus ich, and then you know you just can't have every bit in there because they keep wanting to move the story forward, which is why I was cut from season ten. It was a great bit we did, and he you know cut it for time. By the way, hey. you know the story where he's such a mensch that he called me up and apologized. I'm sorry, you were cut. Uh, we were both great in it, but no. How would we know that story? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's actually I tell it, and it's coming out. I don't want to brag, but I'm on the cover of the Jewish Journal coming out this week. So Ooh. that story's that story's in that in that piece. But um, yeah. And then he said to me, "I'm going to find you something else. You know, if we do another season." And I said, "How likely is another season?" He goes, uh, likely." Uh, likely.
2: that That's and, what Jonas said.
4: <laughs> yep. The, by the way, the fact that he's a man of his word and kept his word. And when my manager said, you know, you were cut from one episode. Well, you're in two this season. And then I like rocked the two that they asked me back for a third. It, it's a, it's all just a dream. It's crazy. Anyway, back to the episode.
3: Yes. Um, well, okay. but hold on. So l- let's talk for a second <laughs> about on, J- Jake's on. behavior here.
2: So, you know. <laughs> Jake versus Larry. And by the way, um, to use a verb that we use back in our yeshiva days, uh, Ilan, are you holding in Hacks, the uh, show Hacks?
4: Oh, holding in Hacks. Yes, I am. And also that's my friend Hannah, who is brilliant on the I'm show, was it. Emmy nominated. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: she's very good. But um, so the, the Jimmy, I think is his name. I think it's Paul Downs, if I'm not mistaken, who plays her manager. Um, and sh- and he always has uh, his assistant, Kayla. On the phone, listening in and causing problems for Hannah every time she calls in. Oh, talk I to knew
3: her. I recognized that from somewhere recently. So yeah, yeah so we
2: got a little bit similar vibes here. Um, I think that it's Jake is completely in the wrong. Like you can't have other people on the call without telling the person. Like same thing with being on speakerphone, as Larry once said in this show. Also, when he would like, you got to announce, "Hey, I'm on speaker." Like you, ha- you have to let people. I know.
4: agree with part B of that summation. Yeah, yeah, I think announce. they're different. Wait, yeah. You so you have if to I call you,
2: I have to assume. Or I that you might have not, like only, do a, you, not only do you not only do you not only do you
4: have to assume, but you got to be living under a rock to not know that every single <laughs> studio network executive, every single agent has the assistant on the phone oh, listening. Okay. To All right, notes, well, I'm living under a rock. It's also why it's sort of not even believable that a Larry Day, that Larry was, David, like now. he's never.
3: Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, all so, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is just like so obvious. as something that like literally happened to Larry David and he got pissed about. Right. Like, it's just Correct. like so clearly and directly out of got, his life. Maybe oh, okay. the
4: first
2: time 25
4: yeah. okay. years ago, all right. Right.
2: Well, I show my ignorance.
3: Yeah. When You're talking to your um,
4: lawyer,
2: though. You have to let the attorney know for attorney. OK, privilege. there's a
3: difference between lawyering and show yeah. business. Things.
2: Well, unfortunately, the- <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah but, but, but even but even like lawyer, like lawyers do all the time, have calls and don't say. And by the way, there's nine associates on the call that I'm doing <laughs> for who are taking notes.
4: Right. But assistance? Like, oh like, my God.
3: Yeah. I don't think I, clients every, assume that the only person on the phone is the person who's talking.
4: Yes. And every single call I've had with my agents and managers, they start talking to each other. Yeah. They start, they're like, John, you got this because we got a You know, That's double just, and triple billing,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> Where we come from. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah all right so uh should we continue the clip uh, so
4: no machloka there we yeah. finished the okay. clip.
2: we finished oh, we up. finished the clip all right yeah okay. we're up to scene right. two of the episode we're, we're one scene in 45 minutes deep wait a minute I, I'm,
4: not, I'm not in scene two why
3: are we talking about this i'm kidding i know we talk about the whole episode let me light up again go ahead <laughs> um okay so we head over to the city council offices ah. um where irma's coming out and larry's uh waiting for her outside holding a beautiful full of flowers. And she's like very surprised slash disappointed to see him. And Larry's like, you know, I'm so sorry about the election. I really learned my lesson. Every vote counts. And, and, and let's like, just say that Tracy Ullman
4: is a goddess of comedy and, yes. uh, uh, you know, comedic genius and she's just killing it. And they there is the chemistry there. There is a rapport. I heard what you guys said in the last episode. You're right about everything you said where they do have chemistry and there's a fine line between love and hate yeah. and that it is an age appropriate relationship and it, it, it's it's so funny that that they make her out to be so disgusting to him that he would never be into her but and the other thing that 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 i well another reason i love being on this show and and i said this to him at lunch on the first day of shooting uh season 10 that last episode i said you know you're the Gadol Hador. uh uh-huh. hador <laughs> and he didn't know what that meant you two know, but no, none of your listeners, nor did he know. I said, it means the great one of this generation. And every generation, there's always a great rabbi that everyone looks up to, everyone holds by. and every, I go, that's you. And he goes, oh, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, that was what I was going to say. The other thing I said to him that he loved on set this year is I said, you know, I was driving on, uh, here on my way, you know, just appreciating the rarefied air I'm about to step into again. But you know what I realized about this set? For me, it's like being at Disneyland, except you get to hang with Walt. And you don't have to and wait it's not on an any of anti-semite
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a Walt. Not I stepped
4: an on your line. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're right. A Walt that's not anti-Semite. And I go, you get to hang with Walt. You don't have to wait on any of the lines because you're with Walt. And then you, you hang out with Walt's buddy who said to him, and I was talking about Garland, who's now a good friend of mine. And I was like, you know, Walt's buddy who said, hey, Walt, you should open up a theme park and have like characters because that's what Garland did. He basically came up with this whole idea for Curb and he cracked up and he tapped me. He like, he he had a rolled up script in his hand and he loved tapped me on the shoulder and said, that's hilarious. And again, it was just like a little analogy and when you make him laugh or acknowledge, you know, there's any acknowledgement that you thought of something funny. It's just the best. But what I was thinking about being on this show this season, you look at that cast this season. You're talking about like the greats, like Albert Brooks, Tracy Ullman, Vince Vaughn, um, Seth Rogen's on, like huge movie star Seth Rogen, you know, Kaylee Cuoco nailed it. Everyone that's on it, Josh Gad is just nailing it, and you know why? They're br- they're, they're, they're
3: they're they're bringing it, their A game for her. Are.
4: Yeah, it's all just you bring your A game because you know you're, yeah, you yeah, you know where you are.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean you have you have like, you know, big stars taking just like, oh, I'll be in like one scene and like say three lines, which is like not typical. But right. They're but just, even yeah.
4: Someone like John Hamm just cares. He cares enough to learn a Yiddish word, he cares enough to, you know, learn not his lines because there are no lines, but figure out what he's gonna say. And and you see these the biggest stars in the world are on this season and it's just nuts to even be a part of it
3: all right yeah if yeah it feels it really feels like it's become like almost like uh like a simpsons level cameo yeah um so yeah so larry goes on to say you know i was watching uh, the house of representatives live feed on c-span last night and i really i you know i really thought of you when i watched uh, mr smith goes to washington afterwards and i just had this thought that like i bet irma would be a great filibusteress And Irma's like, you know, I'm still just like really mad at you and disappointed, which doesn't surprise Larry. Everyone's disappointed in me at some point. Um, But you know what? I really would wish. Amazing line, by the (laughs) way, like amazing line. I wish we could be friends again. Can I please take you out to dinner and make it up to you? What was the line
4: of this season so far? It was, in my opinion, it was because I'm bald, right? Um, (laughs) With the why he doesn't uh, pray. pray. Why he knows prayer doesn't work it's unbelievable that line it is
2: unbelievable <laughs> yeah and at the premiere it just killed i mean wow yeah. i'm i'm looking forward uh, later on in this episode to jb Smoove as leon describing what uh what little women are <laughs> do you <laughs> know what he said about jb Smoove? and he's
4: right so larry gets up and and speaks and what are we smoking there <laughs> larry gets up and speaks in front of uh and speaks in front of uh, everybody at the premiere before they screen the um, two episodes and JB just stands up. He's in the audience and he just starts like in a funny way, heckling Larry and just, they go back and forth. And Larry says, he says, JB smooths brain should be brought to the uh, Smithsonian. And just it should be studied and it should be there as like a treasure. He is so quick and so funny. And Larry just admires that about JB. And I knew JB years before as a struggling comedian. Right. And to see him just nailing it every year now. And when did he come in? Season four or five?
5: Uh, so season
4: six. six is when we meet oh, him. Oh, wow.
5: But he's not you can't even, even imagine
4: Curb without Leon. Yeah. It, it, it's really impossible to yeah. imagine. Yeah. You talk about the odd couple. Larry loves all of the, you know, these are shows like he sort of grew up on. It's always like I love Lucy sort of scenarios where Larry gets himself into, you know, this troubling scenario. And, and you know, you talk about the, the ultimate odd couple is Larry David and J.B. Smoove. It's just beautiful. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like you could you could tell watching the show that like no one makes Larry laugh more than J.D. Smith. Yep. Like like the yep. real like the real improvised laughter that is real yep. laughter and, on and, the show. And is,
4: also Garland and a yeah. very often Garland just breaks him, and yeah. I love when they keep it
3: in. They keep in him just really laughing. Yeah, you can tell when it's real laughter. It's, oh, it's yeah. it, and it's always like a treat.
2: What, one uh, of, one of my favorite Jeff lines of this episode because it's so understated is when Larry in line is like, "I'm going to go say something," and Jeff just says, "Don't." <laughs>
3: You're right He's yeah. like i've lived Come through this
2: bullshit five thousand times don't do it
3: yeah 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 so she uh she's like she's open to a call but not tonight because she's uh she has to prepare for her colonoscopy you know yeah, right. it's always the type of thing you want to share with a uh, future uh Burgers. amazing um, so yeah we're uh, we head to the aforementioned pharmacy larry and jeff are online and um larry tells jeff about the whole thing about you know i called jake and you know his assistant gave me the bit on bump and uh jeff's like yeah yeah she really likes that and you know we we basically find out that uh jeff's been uh fucking uh, the assistant on the side and you know the reason why i'm actually buying this uh lilac soap that I have in my hand is because she uses that and he does this like 4d chess play where he's like, well, if I'm gonna eventually smell like this because I'm always with her, then Susie's gonna figure it out so I'm gonna start using this around the house and then she'll never suspect a thing. This is like very akin to um, I think I was on the practice once they the, the, the a client called saying they were just pulled over for drunk driving and she told him to like take a, a bottle of whiskey out of his glove compartment and just start downing it. So that way when he tests positive for the UI, he'll say, no, you saw me. It was because the drinking from after you saw me drink. Right. Um, yeah. It didn't work. The guy still went to jail, I believe on the show. Um, but yeah, it's a similar strategy here. Like we're going to preempt the, um, the accusation. Uh, Larry agrees. He thinks it's a brilliant move um this is when um larry takes notice of the fact that there is a a gap seems to have emerged between the first person on the line and the cashier and this is a, clearly a situation where the, the the camera zooms out you see a black person in the scene mm-hmm. and you say i bet they're going to be involved right <laughs> now no, um, I, I have to
2: say like pre-covid i was with larry here i would get very annoyed by these gaps in the line but like in the post-covid world you, you just got to deal with it
3: you know yeah yeah, I mean, you agree, though, it's not a rational thing to be upset about, right? Like, it doesn't matter where everyone stands. Like, it's it goes yes, by course. the number of people online, But it's right? So
2: tonight, and Av, I know you're on the opposite side of this one. And so maybe, Elon, you could be the, uh, the third judge and make the decision here. Uh, Av was saying that, like, if he has two options on his, like, ways, and one is 45 minutes, but involves, like, constant moves, and one is 48 minutes, and is, like, on one highway, he's always going to take the latter. And for me, it's, like, definitely the former. Just tonight, right before this, I was on the uh, – I was on the Upper East Side, and I drove back from the Upper East Side to New Jersey, and I chose to, like, zigzag through the city streets to, like, avoid traffic on, like, the FDR. Because to me, Cause it's like – you'd
4: rather be moving than – Exactly. Yeah, I, I want to do I something. I can't stand it. I'm with you, and, and that was one another one of his classic lines. Are you no, drinking wine too, from I'm a, drink
2: a drink bottle? You uh, no, That's what it appears. <laughs> Why make a cup dirty at 10 o'clock at
4: night? I love that. So wait, so so one of the other best We're lines close enough was, to the bottom
2: that you know it's gonna be interesting.
4: Was sitting in t- was I don't sit in traffic. You have to have done something <laughs> <Right>. wrong <Yeah. laughs> to sit in tra- that is just amazing line. Yeah. People
3: like me shouldn't have to sit in traffic. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah he's so better he- than
4: traffic.
2: And and by the way, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if I saw Larry David in the car in front of me, I would let him in ahead of me for sure.
4: Of course. But would he give you the wave? Would he <laughs> give you the thank you wave?
2: Yeah. Unlike uh, what was it? Uh, who was it? Maroon Golf? Who did who didn't give it in Seinfeld? Right. Right. Um, oh, so was go- there
4: a thing about the way about the
2: thing? Well, it was wave? in the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode, which is uh, not seen as frequently. hard raised, to see. Like, yeah. So <laughs> for other reasons, um, they are very festive people. <laughs> but um yeah, so in in that episode, he lets someone in in a maroon golf, and then maroon mm-hmm. golf doesn't give him the wave, and so then he cuts him off, and it's a whole drama. And anyway,
3: yeah, hilarity mm-hmm. ensues. Yes, um, yeah, so he goes I,
2: I love lyrics. I gotta say something. And
3: Jeff just says <laughs> <don't."> <laughs> he goes over to her. He's like, "Hey, can you move up?" And, you know, you know, you have a kind of a responsibility as a person in the line. You're supposed to keep the line moving and, you know, you're really not holding up your end of the bargain. So um, the lady, of course, immediately plays the race card, asking Larry, would you do this if I was a white man? And he says, yes, I would in a second. <laughs> can't, and he's like, I can't believe you're making a racial accusation. I, you know, fester all sorts of people in the supermarket. Yeah. yeah you don't understand.
2: I'm an asshole to everybody, <laughs>
4: to everybody. He yeah. doesn't see color. And his point his point later to Leon is the fact that I didn't see color, that I didn't, that I would have done this to anyone. That's the opposite of racism when you don't see color. Yeah. And for the record, though, COVID, no COVID. I am with him. Move up in the line. Just move. don't do the gap whether you're online, you know, with the luggage at the airport and that idiot doesn't move up and there's yeah. like.
3: Eight Those four feet
2: are all the pleasure we're getting in life right now. Just give it to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it like a hint, I, you know, give me. I a hint, always please.
3: felt when like when I when I grew up in Jersey, there was like two ways to go south. You could either take the New Jersey Turnpike or you could take the Garden State Parkway, and it's like roughly the same distance. Just one has. You don't need like to explain every...
4: this to Elon. He's familiar.
3: It's just like I'm one has. Every... with the
4: tri-state area. I'm from
3: the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, so like one exit, one like the Turnpike has exits like every ten miles, and the Parkway has exits like every one mile. So the Parkway right. it feels like you're moving faster, but obviously you're not. Like the distance is the same but I, I do agree i always enjoyed the parkway more it's like all right we're moving we're moving three exits four exits five exits that's like it, do, it doesn't matter um so yeah so we um, yeah, just, yeah, uh by did... the way
2: Elon, you were dropping the the shabbos uh the jewish names before just to continue the jewish geography we're recording on monday two days ago on shabbos i had lunch with your first cousin or at her house actually who is that uh, uh danielle so, so i love Alexander. her yeah. love
4: her they're the, so.
2: they're like the only
4: cousins i like oh okay <laughs>
2: I don't know. Like the other ones are listening. listening.
4: Let it be. known. <laughs> there's other there's a no. Nope, first of all, nobody's listening to this <laughs> No, I love that people listen to this. They they should do you you guys get uh, you make a living from this or what do you what Oh, happening? great. A tremendous yes.
3: list we are. Does anyone pay you? Dog. Do you have you sponsors? wouldn't believe it? I go all around. People say, sir, you wouldn't believe the living you're making from this. No one has ever made more of a living than you're making.
4: Do you living? have yes. sponsorship at least? Are you making a living you in have, any way? Uh, Ilan, do you remember the
2: episode of Seinfeld where Jerry gets cramps from signing the two cent royalty checks from Japan all the time <laughs> okay yeah ah, but, uh, would you like to tell Elon the amount that we were paid by um, by which which website was this
3: for the last Spotify month? sent Sp- us like four cents or something <laughs> yes. that's amazing um, those are the, those
4: are residuals I get from like private parts or right, bones right. or whatever um
3: yeah we we, we do have a, a sponsorship from anchor who is our uh, very host. gracious host yeah um, well, let's give them a uh, shout out yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, that's not paying very many bills.
3: Which, yeah, anger. Um, you you could you could make money from your podcast. Probably not that much money. Um, Would you believe that? Because you
4: know the question that everyone's thinking with you guys is: is this all you do? Which is the most hated question that any comedian could get. <laughs> Would you believe that yesterday I was at a fundraiser, and I'm trying to like rush home and leave there to get to to watch the episode, and some yenta comes over to me. <laughs> And she's quote unquote a fan, and da da da. And then she says to me, So is this all you do? And I was just like, I- I'm on curb in 20 minutes. Are you, like, at what level do you have to reach in your career where people stop asking? Maybe Seinfeld. Maybe they stopped asking Seinfeld. I'm sure there's one person. In Seinfeld's last few years, I went, so what else do you do, Jerry? Because you're not on the show anymore. What else do you do?
2: Oh, you had to do the Cars show. You were struggling. (laughs)
4: Right. You were
3: struggling. He should try out that Bloomingdale's training program. (laughs) Yeah. Never too late. Um, So, yeah. By the way, my
4: friend, my good friend is Eli Leonard. And Eli, who we were
2: speculating could have been brought on to be the young Larry.
4: The whole world was speculating yeah. that. It wasn't an, an original observation. The man is young Larry. He just but is. But, is.
2: Di, and so, but did they put him in the episode for that one scene to sort of drop this like this, this tease? Or just, I don't you're know. saying on set, everybody makes the joke already. Uh, yeah.
4: And and the cover of the script, young Larry, the fake script that that's used as a prop. It, it looks like a pic, a drawing of Eli. Oh, OK. <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I'm not at liberty to say if it goes somewhere where it goes or if it doesn't. But after the season wraps. I'll tell you the story of what really happened. And Eli is also a really brilliantly funny and talented kid. And I'm sort of like, I've like mentored him. And he's been doing stand up now for the last couple of years and killing it. He's doing my uh, Merry Erev Christmas show at the Laugh Factory that I have coming up. You know, oh, this this year, it's like an LA institution every year for over a decade. I Christmas Eve, I take the Laugh Factory and we sell out two shows. And I bring other amazing comedians like Alonzo Bowden. This one, I always have like Russell Peters. It's always a fun night. This year, Christmas Eve is Friday night, and I don't roll on Shabbos, so we're doing Merry Erev Erev Christmas. Nice. And Eli Eli Leonard will be on that. But he is Erev Christmas fantastic. is
2: Doha, is as they say.
4: Yeah. yeah. But he is he is fantastic. And he it, it, listen, it was amazing. This was this was Larry's production assistant for season ten. So just to get to be on the show is just also a delight.
2: Yeah. We were speculating. We were looking at uh, his Twitter profile and trying to guess some yeah. leaves whether we may see him or more or not. But yeah, TBD. Um, yeah. So uh, tell us about uh, Larry's going to
3: come home and tell Leon what happened. Yeah. So he comes home and tells Leon, you know, I had this racial incident at the pharmacy. And like, I can't believe it. She thought I was a racist. Everyone else thought I was a racist just because I asked her to move up. It's crazy. You would have thought I called her the N word, which is not the best example because he actually has done that on the show. So it's like you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, And Leon's like, yeah, that's racist. And he's like, what? What do you mean it's racist? It's like, yeah, only a black person could turn on another black person and tell them to move the fuck up. You're in your lane. You stay in your lane. Um, Otherwise, it's fucking racist. You come out, you swerved out of your lane. And Larry's like, as you said before, Elon, like, this is crazy. It's the opposite of racist. Like, racism is when you treat people differently based on color. I treat all people the same. I'm anti racist. Um, I don't know the fact Larry has actually read the complete works of uh, Ibrahim X Kennedy, but uh, I don't think that's quite what he's getting at. Yeah. Um, so, Leon goes on to say, you know, it's not that it's like racism per se. It's just that, like, you had the audacity. Like, you shouldn't have been able to ask that woman to move up in your white condition. Now, if I was there, I would say, hey, sister, would you move up? And she would move up. <laughs> It's got to be black on black. Uh, same thing. A white man comes up to me and he's like, excuse me. pal." He does a great white man voice. Excuse me, pal. Can you please move up a little? I would tell him, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Who are you to tell me to move up? Um, and like, you know, he goes on to explain, you know, bald, you know, bald on bald works, Jew on Jew works. Yeah, you have to, you can only talk to people that are the same as you, I guess is the takeaway right here. Or, or, you know, you can only boss around people uh, if they're the same as you.
2: And then and then he does it with the camera
4: guy a few scenes later, which is great.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah, here, yeah. here's my question about. There's a seeming contradiction between Leon's two storylines in this episode. So the first <laughs> one, as I've just pointed out, the thesis, the thesis is you can only confront confront someone of a similar identity to your to, identity to yourself. But in the second one, Leo is going to like appoint himself someone who can confront any professional service person of any identity, because like that's his shtick. So like. You know, which one is it? Can Leon only go up to certain guys? Because Leon, we've seen throughout this show, like Leon approaches a white guy on the street wearing a Yankees jersey and comes back seconds later and gives Larry the Yankees. Like Leon talks people of all sizes and different shapes and and colors. It's possible that
3: Leon might be inconsistent. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a
2: limb here and posit that perhaps if you approach someone as a normal and courteous human being, you can probably do that regardless of identity. But if you're going to be an asshole about it, you can only really get away with it if you're Leon Black
3: Or, or Larry David.
4: There's a hint of hypocrisy with yeah. with all of this, but it's, it all works comedically.
3: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, so doorbell rings and it's Horatio Sands, the plumber. Uh, he tells felt. Larry, he goes on to say, you know, we have to replace the whole fil- filtration system, top to bottom. Hilarious a guy, by the way. Another yeah. just like, oh, my God, it needs uh, you know, it's missing a Johnson rod. You need a new Johnson rod. Mm. Uh, uh, and, a favorite from uh, Seinfeld as well. Yeah, same thing. How uh, great
4: was. um. And you had him on the show, uh, the the big roofer guy.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah Jonas the roofer. He was terrific. He sent yeah. us. So some, I'm uh... friends
4: with Greg Grunberg, and I have yet to ask him this: Is that Greg's brother or or cousin or? I don't know. I don't. I'm I don't pretty know. sure it is because he is. gave him a shout out. Okay. That he was killing it on Curb, and then I looked at both the last names. I'm like, they've got to be related. But uh, that guy was just so good. Yeah. Could you believe oh. Larry?
3: Greg Grunberg. I know who that is. Yeah. yeah but are they related? Because I feel he's like amaz- Brad would have mentioned it.
4: He's an amazing guy. He's an incredible actor. He, uh, uh, yeah, they've got to be related. It's Grunberg. It's got to be. they got to be related. But um, I can't believe Larry. Oh. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. He is his brother. Oh, it's his brother. Okay. Yeah, well anyway. done. I never asked him about it. He, um, I can't believe Larry was lying there in bed and trusted the stunt coordination team to allow that guy to fall next to him with all that debris. I can't believe that happened.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, we was, almost uh... lost Larry. I also,
4: <laughs> I also almost killed Larry David with COVID because like one of my kids, there was a potential exposure in the class and I still have to go to set you Audrey. Know, not to... again. Uh... <laughs> and you can't, you can't get to set. Without testing and all that crap, and I'm like extra careful. I'm like if I if I'm carrying it and I murder Larry David, this is going to be the worst thing in the world. I yeah. really had those concerns. That will all
2: that will have been
4: all you did in your obituary. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the gravestone. That's it. And by the way, you wear you wear a face guard and a mask, and then only seconds before action, you remove everything and you do it. And I heard you guys talking, and I do agree with you that they did sort of predict incorrectly because who wouldn't that we'd live in a post COVID world by now. And it's pathetic that we, that we don't. I just read mass mandates in California till January 15th. I'm triple vax. So I, I don't think we need masks anymore, but same if, if problem is no one else, you know, a lot of other people aren't cause they're nuts. But, um, and and then once the vaccines were happening, then the set was still tight and really they were careful, but it wasn't as, insane to be acting and breathing in each other's mouths knowing that none of us were vaccinated it was pre-vax crazy
2: oh and you guys are filming it yeah that's true the wow. first
4: time i filmed it yeah yeah it was pre, it was um pre-vax yeah no not season 10 no that was pre-covid oh. no oh. when they were oh. first season oh, 11 was yeah, season yeah. 11 the first got time it, 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 it was it. in the thick of it was it
2: wasn't was it at last march
4: yeah, March, April. And then so it was just people were just getting vaxxed. I think Larry had his because he was above age where he could get it. But <laughs> none of us could get it yet. Yeah. And then I got it, I think, in May or whatever. The vax, not the vid. And then uh, and then um, when I came back the second time, I yeah, was much more confident. And now going to him in the office, I was totally confident because we're all triple vaxxed. And you, I just don't hear... You hear of everyone sadly is getting it. Mild cases, you know, if they're double vaxxed, but triple vax people are not getting it. Yeah. yeah. Get your all vaccines,
2: right. idiots. All right, let's yeah. keep
3: going. Seriously, all of them. Yeah. The
2: vaccine and then everything else can just go away. Yes.
3: Um, and yeah, that's solves all, all your problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um we, you know, Leon's like, something doesn't smell right. He follows the guy outside. He talks to him. He comes back. He's like, all right, it's going to be 50 bucks. And it'll be done quickly. Yeah. Um, and Larry's <laughs> like, I mean, first of all, thank you very much, but like, I can't <laughs> believe that like I was otherwise going to be just completely price gouged like that. That's crazy. Just I don't know any better. And Leon's like, yep, that's why you need someone like me around. And Larry's like, wow, this is really smart. This could be like a really great business idea. It's like a house husband. You have somebody around, and then when a worker comes or you go a mechanic, you bring them along, and they call out the, uh, the person on bullshit. If they try to over charge you um so like you know this, this is something that we could do something with um but before they have a chance it's a knock on the door and it's Ted Danson this time and he's like hey so like what's going on with Maria Sophia like are you fucking her Are you fucking her mother like you're fucking so <laughs> amazing
4: someone. amazing line of questioning and again <laughs> working with Ted Danson another yeah. tv icon it's it's also nuts and he's the sweetest guy but How great is the premise of the house husband who has to talk to these contractors? (laughs) It's it's already smart.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, it's a it's a great comedy premise. Yeah, it's, a it's a great, not a great idea. It's a great, yeah.
3: co- well, it's a good concept. You have to have an actually competent house husband to make. Yeah, well, as soon but as he said, the, this, it the
2: when, during my first watch, I was uh, with my wife. And as soon as he said this, I grow, I gro- sort of groaned and said, oh, this is going to be a liability nightmare. And she actually <laughs> said she's like, can you stop being a lawyer? And just watch the episode. That's <laughs> well, unfortunately I was correct. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it implodes on all of them in a yeah. beautiful like one, two, three punch. That's just yeah. gorgeous. There's to some watch.
3: excellent montages in this episode. Yes, yep. uh, we'll get to those. By the way, uh, I, I really love
2: like Larry's concern, like that he's getting like taken advantage of, like. When you're like the, the older, rich, white Hollywood celebrity in like the huge house in the hills and like somebody comes over to like fix your plumbing, like, yes, they're taking a look at you and they're taking that into account when they're giving you an estimate. Like You just have to understand like that to be the case. Like I've tried to explain it to my dad. Like my dad lives in Israel six months a year and oh, doesn't wow. speak any Hebrew. <laughs> and I've tried to explain it. I'm like, when you walk around as the very white, very American guy uh, of your age, who doesn't speak Hebrew, you're not going to be getting the best deals on things. Like, like oh, you're just, not like,
4: getting anything. You're getting yeah, ripped they're, off. They're
2: giving you the special American price, and he's like, "No, no," because oh, he, yeah. he's like explaining to me why you don't need to speak Hebrew to to live in Israel. I'm like, "Well, you don't need to, but like, you know, you're paying a 25 percent premium." So. <laughs>
4: that's that's correct. What does Dad do that he lives there for six months out of the year?
2: Well, he's uh, he's retired now. He's turning 70 uh, tomorrow, so. Happy oh,
4: wow. big birthday. Wow. Happy birthday, Jerry. Till 120, as we say, J to J. I mean, I mean, that's right.
2: That's right. So that's Only amazing. F- Living 50 in more years for
3: half the year, that's a sweet life. That's yeah, great. Well, that's
2: a good gig if you can get it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Ted's like, all right. So, I mean, if you're not fucking Maria Sophia and you're not fucking her mother, then you're <laughs> fucking me
5: because, like, uh, I can't work with
3: her. And, like, you know, I have a career too that you're going you know, to hurt here. Um, you're going to be fine, Ted Nelson. Um, yeah. <laughs> Larry's like don't oh, but worry I, but about ah, it. we
2: discussed this last week in the world of Curb the good place
3: exists right uh, he, he still had Cheers all of like, it's he not Aaron's necessary his Yeah, all identical. he needed was
4: Cheers it yeah. doesn't matter what else exists yeah.
3: and it's like even like, forget Cheers even if he just had Becker like even without if cheers. he just had Becker I was Becker. just right. going to go there. like yeah. he was the Dianu lead on like, a six, six, six Becker. seasons yeah. he was the lead on a network show he's fine Yeah, we don't have
4: to get into whether or not in the Curb world the good place exists yeah
2: yeah. But, by, but by the way, if Which, you, by the way, nobody walks, So if like, you say not, to Ted Danson, like, your career exists solely if Becker, he would kill himself right now.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, wheels are in motion. Things are happening. It's all it's all it's all solved. Larry's on it. Uh, and, uh, find, you know, Cheryl calls up uh, Ted and tells me you know, I'm not the mechanic. And he says, I need a new transmission. And Ted's like, oh, I don't know. That sounds like not kind of right. But I, what do I know? And what do you know? Um. So Larry's like, I have a great idea. We just established Leon has been this great house husband for me. Why don't you take him along and he could be your house husband at the mechanics? Um. So yeah, seems, what what could go wrong?
5: <laughs> it is so incredible how just wrong?
4: everything is just connected and strings together, and it's just, yeah, and directed so brilliantly. Schaefer doesn't get enough credit. He's a he's a top notch comedy director. Yeah. And yeah. it's so difficult. This show direct. is his
2: like as much as Larry's. He deserves. So oh, yeah. To no, Larry.
4: they yeah. co-show run it. Yeah. And the, and it is so difficult to shoot and also obviously edit stuff that is not scripted because everyone's all over the place. And, you know, it just goes awry and you got to keep it focused, keep it on story and just keep the funny, keep the funny in there. But it's it's such a hard show to direct and to
3: edit. But they do it amazingly. Yeah,, um, so it's date night, and Larry and Irma are at the table. By the oh, way, we-
4: no word on a season 12 yet.
3: No I was begging this. Jeff, yeah. even
4: as a even as a fan and viewer, right. I, I can't have Larry go away just yet. It's not fair to us. yeah. and and Larry's of the Seinfeld mindset, I'm sure of not only leave them wanting more, but leave when you're on top and leave, yeah. you know, just leave the party early. But Jeff just said to me, you know, that they're they're going to start, you know, kicking around ideas and it's all what turns him on. If he gets turned on by an arc, by a right. season arc, he's in. If not, he's done. And right. he's, he did say, though, Larry loves two things, golf and doing the show. So if we get the right idea, there could be a season 12, but there's no word. And it's just painful to even wonder and, and, and just the fear of it going away. Oh, my
3: God god all right so i guess they're not running with that idea we gave jeff about um you know the two guys doing the seinfeld podcast that larry gets obsessed with
4: yeah (laughs) i'm not sure about that one
3: yeah (laughs) i think it's a good one it's good Uh, i'm just saying i'm not (laughs) sure they're doing um so yeah so later The way, let's say good. Let's say great. Uh, like Susie Green. Um, so the waiter comes over and uh, Irma orders the bruschetta. He, of course, corrects her and tells her it's bruschetta, which is a yeah. thing that I learned um, when I was in Italy, that all the pretentious Americans are pronouncing it wrong. And they get laughed <laughs> yep. at by the Italian waiters.
4: And also that little tiny observation that the tomatoes always fall off. Oh, always, yeah. always, always. They always yeah. fall off. Well, well, you know, getting... the bread
3: is very structurally unsound. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, if, if I
2: can get God. even jewier here for a second, um, back when I used to work in, the you know, pre-COVID, when I used to work in the city before, um, you know, before, before, like every single day in the before times, there was a restaurant when I was working late and I would order dinner on one of the apps. There was a restaurant that had some like feature where you could like get the bruschetta, which or bruschetta, whatever the hell it's pronounced, which was like $18. You could get it for free if you ordered anything from there. And it was like a bug in the system, but I called the restaurant. I'm like, are you allowed to do that? They're like, yeah, because it's getting people to buy from a restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's a good point because I bought from them every single day because I get a free uh, br- bruschetta. And, for free, yeah. you take it because yeah, then you exactly. don't care how many Especially, tomatoes you yeah, when, when you're working all night, yeah, you'll take whatever you can get. But, yeah, all yeah. it is is crust with tomatoes falling off of it. So it's a very right. strange thing for her to order. As, is that her main? <laughs>
3: I don't know. Very strange order. Well, no, these were this was the appetizers. He got that. Yeah. He, he got the mark He got the market no, salad. A, yeah.
2: Now let me ask a question. The scene starts Larry explaining that because of that movie he got turned off for meeting octopus lo Lenu. But like, uh, what movie yeah. do you think it is that turned Larry off for meeting Oct- octopus? I thought
3: it might be my octopus teacher. Although, like, obviously that wouldn't be something that would okay. have been in theaters. Yeah. Now because it came out in 2020, yeah. um, but that was the only movie that that I was could that think was of. very good.
4: I did you see that Elon? Off? Uh, yeah, I didn't know. No, not that movie.
3: But I didn't know what he was referencing.
4: By the way, side question, when did you guys become so obsessed with Curb <laughs> that you
3: decided to do this as your uh, side gig? Well, those are two different questions. When did we become obsessed with yeah. Curb and when did we decide to do the podcasts? The answer to the first Correct. one
2: is like 2004 or whatever. The answer mm-hmm. to the second one is we wanted there to be a Curb podcast and there wasn't. And so we said, well, because there's nothing for us to listen to, why don't we just make one for us uh, you know, to speak ourselves?
4: And isn't it so exciting for you? To get someone like Schaefer on who has like. To get someone like Elon Gold. <laughs> even me, because I have all these inside stories that no one would know. Like, I was just with LD last week. Like, you don't know about these things. You know, the origin of the forward, the tap bit. or But when you get someone like Schaefer, if you get inside. He's running the
3: show, and it's like, isn't that exciting for you guys? Yeah, it was a blast. We were like, we couldn't believe that, you know, he was willing to come on and we had a great time and we had a great interview. Yeah, he shared tons of we've had. I mean, Jeff obviously was, you know, amazing, but like we've had tons of great guests sharing all sorts of different insights and, you know, playing different characters and different roles and in front of the camera, behind the camera. It's just it's been a blast for sure.
2: And it's been so fun also because we started this podcast with no expectations that there would be another season of Curb because it's always like a question mark at the end, like, is he coming back or not? You know, between nine and ten was five years or whatever. Or or um, and so, yeah, this is the first time in the last six, seven weeks that we've even been able to discuss live Curb and like talk to people who are just on the episodes that we just saw for the first time as opposed to something that we're rewatching for, you know, the 15th time over the last Who's booked
4: for next week.
3: It was both for next week. Uh, we're actually we're, we're it's not confirmed. So we're uh, we're hopefully going to have someone. Yeah, because yeah. um, I still I don't want to make it work. But yeah, we're hopeful. We're hopeful that uh, Jeff will be back um, either for the season finale or some sort of postseason. Off-season, but I think, um, yeah. we're, uh, we're we're waiting to hear back on his schedule. So we're hoping that works out. Um, obviously, that would be awesome to have him back again. Hmm. Um, don't you
4: wonder if 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 LD or, or anyone else there listens? LD to Uh, a podcast. I'm very
3: confident he doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: My father doesn't know what a podcast is. I don't think. uh...
4: Right. He's also very not into social media or any of that stuff.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't think so. (laughs) I I haven't seen Larry dropping into people's DMs. So,
3: yeah. Larry on Twitter would be amazing. why they call it twitter oh, that's scary, not scary <laughs> um so yeah so um Irma's daughter Didra happens to be in the restaurant and uh, she comes on over to say "Oh uh, C- can
2: we pause right away?" We so. Can pause. So Deirdre is played by Madeline Wise, who I know from Crashing, which means right. this is at least the second time that Elon Gold and Madeline Wise have performed together on an HBO show.
4: Very nice. episode, uh, Season three, the Temple gig I was yeah, in. you and Modi. Oh, right. Uh, it was me. In the same place at
2: the same time. I didn't know that was Yeah, that's case. probably
4: never happened before, that you and Modi were both. Right. Players, yeah, right? we're not best friends. <laughs> we weren't together last night at this event. Uh, no, but we did that because, yeah, Judd needed the Jewiest of Jews and, and, and f- as part of the storyline for Pete for pete holmes character to get into the whole religious market religious comedy market right right right, knowing that uh you know we had cornered that market but um yeah madeline what an actor
5: Woo,
2: very good and here's the weird thing though like as soon as i saw her last week during the next week on i immediately recognized her and i guess i didn't realize this from crashing and for some reason i thought that she was greta gerwig and i'm like oh that's why she's talking about little women it's like a very meta thing but uh, then on this episode, I'm like, no, wait, that's not Greta Gerwig. And then I realized who it was.
3: Yeah, she does have uh, a bit of a Greta Gerwig thing, but yeah, she's not. It's yeah. not Greta Gerwig. You have a little bit of
2: an Afsanetsky thing. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> she's so, the, so good, problem. and it is so weird that we did get to work together on two HBO shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's so funny. Fun. Yeah, so she's like, "Oh, by the way, Larry, like, um, I know Susie Green; she's so great." And Larry's like, "Great, let's say maybe. Like, it's not even let's say good; it's like let's say maybe good." Um, you know, Gandhi by the way, was Susie great. also
4: killing it this season and her outfits. And I knew oh, Susie; her outfits are crazy. I, I I love that. And I knew Susie for years, and she was always funny, always a great comedian. But you know, no one ever knows what the trajectory and the career path anyone's going to take. And when she just started getting curb, it was and when she got it, and she just started yeah. doing it. It was just like, wow, this is what she was born to do. Yeah, like it was born to do the Basharat, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so By Larry the way, that's on. another
4: word that uh, that was Lowry that's yours, used. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Larry said it. Or, oh, no, he La- teaches
3: La- that to, to John Ham, right, right, right. Yeah. No,
4: he says John Ham, and then last week he said it to me in person. When I he said it's so great that you were cut out of that, and now you got to do you know, this much better and bigger role. Right. And, and he just pointed to me and he goes, "Oh no, uh, oh no I said it first. I said, it's a And he said, and he went like this. He points, he went, yes, by share. And he, cause he knows, he knows so much. You know, the thing about Larry, he loves Judaism and Jewish culture. He's just not into the religion aspect and element of it. I hear because that. Because it just doesn't <laughs> speak to him. It does, you know, it speaks, you know, and you know, you know what I said to him? I said, well, you're welcome, because the few of us that do keep the customs, rituals, observances of Judaism, that's what keeps the Jewish people alive. You're basically alive because of people like me, because if everyone stopped doing Judaism, there'd be no Jews. Trust me.
2: So what did Aldi say to that? I'm still bald. He agreed. (laughs) He goes, "Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs)
4: <laughs> but it, it's true it's like there would just be assimilation and no one would be keeping the traditions and customs alive and when when those die out the people die out with it mm. so you're all welcome yes
2: this is a this is a uh a uh, macabre, uh a cure podcast this week our main yeah We're ah can i can out. i can i give you a pair fill <laughs>
3: yeah are you jewish <laughs> here hold shake this french <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, so he's like, Gandhi was great, Churchill was great, even Gorbachev, I say he's great. Susie Green, I don't know if anyone's ever described her as great. Yeah, incredible. Uh, so they're talking, Irma's talking about the house, and Deirdre is very frustrated because, you know, apparently there was an electrician who doesn't know anything about electricity. He, all he knows about is holes. Um, so like, he's gonna come back <laughs> another day. And before she leaves, he's like, that. you know, I'm taking back my copy of Little Women, the DVD. You've been hoarding all my DVDs. And Larry's like, you know, I hate those March sisters. The giggling, the making jam, the getting up to the blankets, closing up with Marvy. I find them a little mawkish, a bit twee. And Deirdre thinks he's like completely misreading the book, which I wouldn't know. I'm pre- I haven't read the book with Little Woman, but um have you seen any on. of the five movies? I saw the most recent one because Larry um, saw them all in a week. apparently. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the most recent one. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but um, a lot of people really loved it. So, yeah, um, it's definitely worth seeing. But it, it wasn't for me.
2: Well, uh, uh, who doesn't enjoy a good bang of?
3: Yes, yes. He uh, he likes the one with the with the cute bangs. Yes. Um, he and on. he's like, you know, I like oh, that. He
4: said that to a bangless woman. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Good call. Um, and it's like so. It's like even like he's like, well, I think they're women of substance, and like he can't help himself. He's like, oh, they're all so talented. there's a writer and a musician and an artist, and of course, one is even an actor. Are, are there none of them that can be not creative? And you know, maybe it would be better if you know one was a writer, the rest were housewives. Yeah. Um, which you know she's not happy with that. You know, he tries. L- to but Larry lives in, in
2: such rarefied air—a combination of his comedic resume and also let's be honest his his bank account that he can say whatever he wants anything <laughs> yeah
4: he's he, the you beauty know, wait, of larry
2: yeah no, no no one else can do that yeah yes
3: yeah, so <laughs> very the brisket- few, few the, yeah. the bruschetta arrives and uh as predicted it was not structurally sound It <laughs> starts spilling all over her face all over the table it's a huge mess it's quite disgusting yeah. um you mm-hmm. know not not a huge turn on for larry yeah um so now, this is where I, he, I think we yeah. do
2: need to say, and you know, Elon touched on this at the top. Like, I know, like, we got letters last week, we get letters this week. Uh, certainly this was my wife's opinion, like uh, you know, watching the episode with me, like they should have made armor worse. Like, other than the frequent gas talk, like the main <laughs> premise of the joke is how offensive it would be for Larry to date a woman his age. By the way, not even his age. Uh she's 13 years younger than larry. Yeah. <laughs> so but like but i think it like irma needs to be and it's not tracy Ullman is incredible in this episode and you know uh spoiler alert for my come with gal but like but sh- I, I almost think she needs a bit more of Susie she needs to be like like so like hateful also like like Susie despises larry and like i yes. feel like irma is she's like almost too likable irma yeah she needs to have a more
3: miserable person she's perfectly pleasant in this episode
4: she should have farted
3: she is the most repulsive hideous woman I have ever met yeah Um, and yet so yeah so Larry sees his opening and he's out of the blue he's like so what do you think of this whole five foot fence law for (laughs) pools because that's a normal thing to just bring up strike like, he's like oh I don't really know much about it I think it was passed before I was even on the council I was like yeah it's a completely crazy law she's like no I think it's just like a safety thing like no crazy law you have to put a fence around your pool and she's like, because, you know, it's safety. You know, you have to put fence around so people don't fall in the pool. Um, so, yeah, he realizes he's not getting anywhere. This is and... going to be a
2: longer con than he was hoping for.
3: Yeah. So, right. He thought he would just be like, OK, yeah, let's change the law. Uh, so, you know, um, maybe after dinner, we should uh, come back to my house. And she's like, mm-hmm, that's interesting. But, you know, I haven't had sex with anyone in 15 years. And uh, Hilarious. <laughs> now I have garlic <laughs> breath. So I guess we'll see yeah. how that goes. The Sahara Mary-
2: Desert down there. <laughs>
3: Larry immediately downs like the rest of his glass of wine and orders another one.
2: Yeah. Uh, did I not request this as a clip?
3: Um, No, you did not.
2: Oh, okay. Because Tracy Owens, she comes out, I mean, just yeah, firing.
3: No, you requested Alex. How could you not request that? She is on
2: fire in this episode. She's like unbelievable, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, you, you requested the next clip, which is yeah. what we're about to say. Okay. All right. <laughs> and this one's long, so we're definitely going to pause.
5: Okay. <laughs> and so pause. <laughs>
3: Oh, the way he's Come just...
4: Look at his face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a very attractive woman,
4: honestly. She's not unattractive. Yeah. They should have made her uglier. Yeah.
5: Mm. It's better than I expected. <laughs> but I have low expectations.
1: <laughs> it's funny, you know, I can't stop thinking about the pool and... <laughs> Why are you so <laughs> obsessive about this? Because I don't want to run to a pool and then unlatch a gate and jump in. I, I just want to run and jump in. They don't have a fence around a dock. You don't have a fence around a beach, yeah. but you have a fence around a pool. It's crazy. Make Can those I bury your toothbrush. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it's amazing. I'm sure
2: about that? You tried this in Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Mm. I have my
0: container. <laughs> I'm a grinder. Uh.
3: So by the way, we now can confirm. Irma knew what was happening on this date. She brought her retainer with her to dinner. She knew. She knew she wasn't sleeping. Again. Listen, some of us bring
4: our tefillin on dates, even first <laughs> dates. Uh, it could be a sleepover. You never know
2: what's going to happen.
4: You right? know, I you know I put on tefillin every day, even Shabbos. That's an inside joke.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> but I do I got it. not I got Shabbos. It. Yeah, yeah. I also don't put on Shabbos. But you we don't ever put it on, Av. And with a name like Av, you should start rapping. That's all I'm saying. Where am I? What is this, the barbershop? I'm getting closer <laughs> here. Welcome to the Chabad of <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right, let's continue with the scene.
2: Av, oh, do they get used once a year? <laughs> no comment. <In> this face.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting
2: move to make the goodnight kiss after putting in the retainer. Hmm.
3: Now, here I got excited for a
4: second. Oh, where's she going? I got excited for a second. I thought this was going south.
3: Yeah. (laughs) The fling is so good.
4: Yeah. Him screaming quietly is, is one of the best. The music, everything.
3: <laughs> you know, he's but this scene
2: it. works beautifully for an audio podcast.
3: Yeah, yes, by the yes. way. Yeah, by the way, no, he was mouthing. What have I done for the last 45 mad, minutes? But then screaming if you didn't it, watch
2: the episode, interesting decision to watch a podcast three times as long discussing. Yeah, guesses.
3: yeah, yeah. If you
2: <laughs> didn't have, yeah, hit pause on the
4: podcast and go watch the damn episode. Yeah, that'd be a good, good time talk. to do that. Yeah. You, you imagine watch if Curb uh, to there's people podcast. out there. Can you imagine people out there who only listen to this podcast
3: but don't ever watch Curb? Yeah, sickies yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go to the breakfast table the morning after.
1: <laughs> Do you mind pulling down the sleeves on that sweater? What, this? Yeah, he's stretching it out. Like a stretchy. St- it's Orlon. No, it's Kashmir. It's Kashmir. Not Kashmir. He's making up names of future variants. Oh, what? It was mm-hmm. You, you said you're sweating? Hey, 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 I don't want to fight with you mother. <laughs> ah, ah, well, hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Leon's Leon, this is Irma Kostrowski. Hey, Irma. Yeah, so the Irma. From the Santa Monica yeah. City Council. Oh, okay. Did you vote in the election last week? No, fuck all that.
0: <laughs> I'm voting <laughs> in taxes and jury duty and all ass warrants that pop up out of nowhere. Fuck all He's that. He's not
4: I'm wrong. Sure.
1: <laughs> Oh, my God. He comes in, you know, effing and jeffing in this morning. I really wish I around her. It's not <laughs> necessary. Mm. What is effing and jeffing? Cursing yeah, and what's jeff? You know, I don't know,
2: but I've used it with my wife about you know seven times yet. in the last 24 hours. So funny.
1: Oh, ooh, I got like a bubble here. You got any gas X? Leon, is there anything you have that might disperse the bubble? Yeah. we we get that out. The Heimlich. Okay, the, Heimlich. <laughs> the Heimlich? Oh, it's my daughter.
5: killed me.
0: What the fuck, man? Uh, You're in a bad spot, Larry. Got to tap that ass under duress? That's the worst. See so here, he's wearing a lamp necklace. Of course I to have. Mm. uncle passed away unexpectedly, so I had to tap this cougar at this mortuary.
1: Got half off that coffin. I hope this turns out as successfully as your dead uncle's coffin. <laughs> hope so. Great line. Miss wow, yeah. you made a horrible impression. I didn't? That stuff you said about little women. Like Why it? knock a classic? Who, you know, me? I don't like the March sisters. They're a Marchist. You like little women? I fucking love them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or midgets or dwarfs. What? I'll stack two on top of each other. Make one whole woman. Tap that ass.
1: No, we're talking <laughs> about something different. Listen, let's face it. Larry, you're old and you're bald. I can get past that, but I don't think I
3: can... <laughs> you're like... old and you're bald. <laughs> I love how nonplussed she is when she says we're talking about something different. She's just like, mm, we're just going to cast that aside and pretend that was a normal thing you just said. It's just we're just not talking about...
5: The same yeah, part. and the you other know,
4: crazy I, thing is she's she's playing such a character. You forget that she is English, she has a British accent, she's British. It's insane how she just takes on this character, and you would never think in a million years mm, she has that, you know, doesn't have that accent, doesn't sound like that.
2: I mean, she was famous in America before Seinfeld was on, even.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Tracy, Tracy Holman Holman show was
2: like pre Simpsons, mm.
4: it was huge, yeah.
2: Withdrew. What? You know,
5: yeah.
1: Let me apologize. I'll apologize. You'll call Deirdre. You know what? Forget call. I'll go to her house. You want to go to her house? Okay, okay. Listen to me. Deirdre and my son in law, Scott, are throwing a 10 year anniversary party to renew their wedding vows. Maybe I'll invite you to this and you can. Get along with her a little. I want to I, try that. I, I would love to go to Deidre and Scott's tenth anniversary party. That would be fantastic. What, what would he like more? I gotta go. I gotta get to yeah. a council meeting where oh, it's all about drains today. Yeah. Drains, ramps, compost. Mm. Talking uh, yeah, 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 about compost. Keep, keep the sweater. Keep, keep <laughs> it. You wanna kiss me before I go? What? Give me a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. little kiss. Come on. Okay. Come on. I want Deirdre to like you so much. It's gonna work out.
5: Oh God!
3: <laughs> Leon Smith. Nice.
1: Put Gas X on your shopping list. I gotta go. Have a great day.
3: Who does she think Leon is that, like, he's like, put a, he's telling right. him to put it like, yeah. oh, he's like, he's the house husband.
2: Yeah, he is the house
3: husband. Um. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so much great stuff there. Um, the physical comedy from Irma, um, Tracy is just wonderful. Um, Leon, even Leon, Leon, just like in the background, just reacting like it's like Leon reacting to Larry, reacting to Irma is it's just like, enough you know, the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we uh we head over to Jeff's house and Larry uh, notes the delicious lilac smell and Jeff goes on and on about his new body wash, how much he loves having a new smell, and Susie wants to know. Elon, Larry did we get like your it?
2: take on the lilac, by the way? Uh, what's the what's the what's the dilemma? I don't know. My wife is anti lilac; she doesn't like the scent.
3: Oh, I like oh.
4: lilac. I'm I'm a I'm anti any and all colognes and perfumes. If you have a a uh, 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 bad body scent. I'm not going near you to begin with, but covering it up with that perfumey smell, yeah. lilac,
3: anything. Yeah. I so never I, wear
4: cologne. I yeah,
3: wore your so car in the eighties for like three days. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a huge fan of um, like colognes and perfumes really, but I do like this thing that like people are doing like in their bathrooms where they have like these like things that just like release a smell. It's like, oh yeah, you, sure. I like, Yeah. That stuff is great. Um, I went to someone's house recently where they somehow had it like into like the filtration system of like their like their vents and it was just like going yeah. throughout the whole house and, like it smelled like someone was cooked was baking cookies like they make yeah. their house smell or, that
4: or a can't light a candle somewhere but don't put it on your body
3: yeah yeah don't put it Do you right want body.
2: your house to smell like baking cookies all the time because I feel like yeah for a day that's You'd amazing hungry but if that always. becomes permanent
4: Right. Yeah. By the way, let me just uh, preface or, or correct that I, I I am a believer in deodorant for the record. Mm. Yes.
5: Okay. Yes. Well, as we all, this, this is a pro. Yes. This is a pro deodorant podcast. Tim,
3: Tim um,
2: Comlin came on. He was very pro underwear, as I recall.
3: Yeah. A pro yeah. expensive underwear. Yes. Everyone
4: and is should be pro of deodorant. This segment is brought to you by Right Guard. Mm. Yeah. Wait, um, are you getting
2: those checks? Because I am not. Yes. <laughs> so I'm all the Right
3: checks, checks are going to
5: Yeah. Yeah. Elad,
3: remember the forwarding address, please. So uh, Susie's like, so like, what's the deal? you like, you're fucking Irma Kostrowski now? And Larry's like, well, that's a very crude way of putting it. And by the way, Larry's but- right.
2: Why is Susie speaking so disrespectfully about her friend's mother?
3: Um, the do you love to her? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, but Susie's not buying it. You know, she's not your type. You're not political. You're not political. You would never go canvassing. Which what's is going off? on? We just Something's saw him going going canvassing. On. Something is off. What? We just saw him canvassing. Yeah, well, that's her, which that's is more point. like
2: we can say for book club Susie over here.
3: Well, no, that's the point. That was what Drew yes. made her suspicious last yes, episode. Yes, is yes, that he yes, was. Yes, I, I was making a joke. I apologize. OK, it's, it's a fair. great joke. All right. <laughs> fair. Um, so, yeah. So Jeff tells Larry that, you know, let's just tell her the truth. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. there's no way. What are you what are you going to say here? That makes sense.
2: So J- Jeff's <laughs> strategy here, which I'm a big fan of.
3: Is right. If you are a huge liar.
2: Pretend that you're a big truth teller by telling other people's truths,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, so we, you know, Larry tells her the whole deal. Like, you know, Maria Sophia's on the show because her brother's, uh, her father's brother drowned in my pool, and he's extorting me. And so now I'm trying to get to Irma so I can lobby her to change the laws. Um, and you know, listen, if Maria Sophia's in the show, it's over. So we better get on board and get in line. And Susie says, well, that's the only line I'm ever going to get on with you. Um, And Jeff gives the bump. So what I I think is uh, another thing that's interesting here is that like what we've always said about like the Susie Larry relationship is that it it makes no sense in the context of someone whose like entire livelihood comes from that person. Like who the hell like treats their like agents, their husband's client this way. Um, I, I agree,
4: except you're 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 viewing this as an attorney where you know sort of the client it's a different relationship uh-huh the manager in especially in a guy like larry larry doesn't need a manager so so larry doesn't work for jeff jeff works for larry that's and my point larry,
2: yeah but oh, yeah that's why susie should be much more careful
4: oh i thought you meant her why husband. so breadwinner is the guy um, no that constantly no to no i over. mean it like susie
2: like
3: berates yeah. larry all the time oh like, i thought you meant is why like, is
4: larry so mean to no, susie yes no. correct You would think she would be a little bit more delicate around the client. Our entire life.
3: Our only client. Yeah, basically right. By far, our only client. client. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but like here, like they basically appeal to that. They're like, okay, fine. Here's the deal. Like. You yep. we're, were not going to make money from this thing if this doesn't work out. And that's what gets his attention. And she's like, OK, I'm on your side now. So this yeah. is how they should always pitch their. Yeah, they should have just
2: been telling her all our shenanigans and lies are in the greater process of Jeff and yeah. Larry. Advancing it's like very good, good make- for, yes.
3: for, for Jeff to keep Larry David yes. you know, up and running. Every blowjob uh, Jeff is receiving
2: and- is for the sake of the family
4: why do they treat jeff's affairs so cavalierly? cavalier yeah. It's, yeah it's really something every well, time i watch it, with my
3: wife it's established like, in
2: episode zero right he's
3: just yeah,
4: like yeah he's a piece of he's, shit what, just, what yeah, does your wife like, think of that of?
3: she hates it she's like it's like one of her least favorite parts of the show it's just like how gross jeff is for it's, sure it's,
4: it's yeah. weird to me that larry doesn't call him out on it like at all like Well, why are you cheating on your it's it's just so it's like accepted as if it's like a bro code like you know that's how man well i think it's more like
2: you can't call larry out for just becoming obsessed with needless details and causing unnecessary conflict because like it's it is who jeff is like he's it's built into the character so strongly right right like it'd be hard
4: real jeff much better guy he's got morals and ethics
3: yeah yeah i (laughs) want i I want to know how uh jeff is like getting all these like young you know hollywood types like who's jeff who's jeff green in this show
4: Right. Yeah,
5: well, he's he has power. only one client. Manager. <laughs> who are these women? He's
4: a, he's a power manager. And by the way, Garland came for Shabbos dinner uh, three weeks ago. We had a great oh, wow. time. Oh wow! Oh, there this you is, go.
3: This is quite a quite a string of Shabbat meals that you have Yes,
4: yes. we have legendary um, Shabbat. If only
2: meals. it wasn't Shabbos, you could record it. But of course,
4: oh, we can't even morning. do the selfie. We can't do anything. Right um so isn't that nice to have one day a week where you put your phones away and you don't take the pictures you don't record you don't get oh it's the only way my
2: life is tolerable it
4: is
3: it is nice to uh disconnect
4: agree
2: i I tell people who aren't observant jews i'm like you know especially like in 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 our uh line of practice i'm like just tell people you are just for the opportunity to be able to breathe for one day a week
4: yeah and and by the way i call it connecting by disconnecting i mean i connect my i have kids and teenagers and they just, just tonight at dinner, just staring at their phones and eating and a tiny bit of conversation. Friday night dinner, there's no phones. We just connect and have fun. I feel badly for families that don't have Shabbos
3: in their life. You lives. talk about your day. <laughs> you talk <laughs> you about good, your week. Did you have yeah. a good week this week or a bad week this week? <laughs> right. What kind of week was it?
4: <laughs> no, it's more. It's fun. And you know, we had Modi this past Friday night. Mm, and just awesome. joke around and yeah. drink wine and eat Wait. Delicious. So if you were,
2: uh, yeah, if, if you and Modi were both there, then, then who was at the fundraiser?
4: That's hilarious. It's um. I it's Sunday I always, night was the fundraiser. You wise ass Friday <laughs> night was Shabbos dinner,
3: <laughs> of course. Yeah. I always say there's this uh, there's this paradox because w- w- what I often find myself, the situation is that like you're you're with people, you're debating something. And like the only time that you can't actually look up the answer is like it's like Shabbos afternoon. And it's like it's not going to be over for like six hours. And by then, everyone's going to forget. So it's, like, that's you're, why you're,
2: it's a better conversation. But
3: it's but a better like the, conversation or par- you get the
2: Shabbos the, going close.
4: The paradox the is, though,
3: is that Shabb- Shabbos afternoon is the only time that people are actually like sitting around and like having these types of conversations. Right. That <laughs> would need to be solved. So it's like <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it squares away.
2: Yeah, uh, it is. You know, as somebody who, uh, you know, recently moved from from New York City to the suburbs. You know the the Shabbos thing in the suburbs is much more difficult because if you want to find uh, you know late breaking scores and news, you got to go a little bit further than you know like the the newspaper right
3: downstairs. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah. So Susie's immediately suspicious. What's this with butum bump? Like, where did you pick that up? Like, where did you hear that joke? Who told that to you? Um, this is a very low opinion that Susie has of her husband. That like yeah. um bump is like not within his like creative <laughs> capacity. <laughs> You, there's no way you thought of that zinger on You must own. be
2: cheating on me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's true, but not for that reason. It's one of those situations. Yeah, Right. I, I did
4: buy that. I've never heard you say that before. Where'd you pick it up? I, I no, bought that. Yeah,
2: a spouse will call a spouse out for that. But yeah.
4: By the way, you yeah. know what I realized about Larry and the show? He doesn't care if you buy into any of this. If yeah. any of it's believable. Sure, they aim for believability yeah. and, and that it's real. But, you know, the silly coincidences, it, it, I, I feel like in his mind, he's like, listen, do you want to watch me and do do the greatest bits ever in the history of television? You're going to have to put up with a few coincidences, a few <laughs> right. things that aren't necessarily believable <laughs> or turn it off and go watch a believable show. You know what I mean?
5: It's
3: like, yeah, yeah. I mean, bottom line, if you're laughing, you're laughing. Who cares? Right. Like, who cares, like, what the person, what the co- the comedian did to get you to laugh? Like, you're laughing. Like, what do you what, what are we here for? Yeah,
4: correct. Just um, make us laugh and no one does it yeah. better. Why By do you the have way, to do girls, a podcast about it? Can <laughs> I say? Yeah. Speaking of that, girls, it's in, in what? In like 17 minutes. In 17 minutes, people are going to look at the number two. They're going to look at two <laughs> hours and blank minutes and go. Now we're not listening to. This. So now we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot don't you think i'm having a great time by the way i can go another two hours but don't you think for the sake of uh, getting an audience to listen to this crap don't you think we should call it in 15 17 minutes once they see the two it's over
3: yeah i'm certainly do a double release to trick them
4: yeah
3: <laughs> any any like harry, harry potter did all, yeah. all the big movies do that now you split it up yeah this is a
4: it's we got elon gold and made it a two-parter
3: yeah, yeah, I think our I think our most avid listeners um, like to see the long the uh, really? in big number at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe I'm wrong, but I think people I, I, I could tell as someone who listens to these types of podcasts. It's like, oh, a good one. Mm, yeah, uh, but I guess we could be wrong. I guess we'll get, you know, send, send in some
2: postman notes. Tell Listen, us it's, a, it's a longer ride on the Peloton or whatever. It's uh, We're incentivizing yeah.
3: exercise here. Yeah, Larry has. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit of a Peloton related accident this uh, yeah. this episode. Yeah, um, by the way, a- Peloton
2: cannot be happy to hear the, that testicle injuries are being blamed on their uh,
3: bikes. Yeah, well, it's not that. that's the least of it. I don't know if you're uh, up to date with the most recent sex in the city. Uh Oh, um, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, they, Mr. Big died on it, right?
3: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry. The,
2: if you came to this podcast, not wanting a spoiler alert for the don't Chicago bury. Center don't
3: show. bury the lead on Peloton injuries on HBO programming. <laughs> yeah. The, the Larry's <laughs> testicles are the least of it.
2: Yeah. My wife was very upset. She said, I knew it. They, they knew this was going to happen. It's such bullshit. They're just stringing you along. I'm like, sorry. Like,
3: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard all about the second hand. I'm not of the sex in the city watcher, yeah. but uh, I got the whole I got the full recap.
2: No, I got the I got the first and a half hand, which is when it's being watched. Like I don't know, in the background right next you. Yeah.
3: yeah. So you yeah. kind of hear what's going on. OK, so we go with Larry and Leon in the car. Larry's driving and suddenly he remembers that he's supposed to go um, see Irma's daughter go to this party. So he calls her office and her assistant picks up and Larry says, all right, like, let's just get this out of the out of the way right from the top. Like, I want to talk to Deidre, but like you shouldn't listen in. I don't yep. want there to be any misunderstanding. She's like, "What? I don't understand. She's like, this is not a matter of national security. You don't have to listen in. And she's like, well, if it's not a matter of national security, why can't I listen in? What's the big deal?
2: Yeah, um, and this is just a classic curbism of, like, Larry has a very easy explanation, which is this is a personal matter not related to work. But, of course, he never gives the easy answer. He gives the convoluted one, which leads to the conflict.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, and, and, in and fact, why, to why, why to is he calling
2: the curb... assistant in the first place? He can just call Irma to find out when the parties. But, yeah. Ba- back to Kerb
4: being Talmudic. You know, what is the Talmud and what is Curbs? Just a series of arguments. Mm-hmm. And people love watching arguments. Yeah. They love watching arguments. You know, nobody likes to be in an argument, but everybody likes to watch an argument.
2: Yeah. No, well,
3: that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's comedy is, is, so is
4: arguments, analogies. It's all that. That's
3: comedy. Yeah. Social media has just got to watch other people arguing with each other. Right. Yeah.
2: And if you're smart, yeah, you don't get involved.
3: You don't get involved. Right. You just want, you just gape.
2: Yeah. They, they trick you sometimes though that's how they get yeah you. sometimes
3: sometimes you get sucked in yeah, yeah.
2: They, they need to create more content so <laughs> don't be the content
3: uh right you're you're either the product or you're the uh yes. the customer don't yeah. be the product um so yeah so um it's so, like you know i was like would you like it if i was listening to in on your friends and she's like no that's pervy and he's <laughs> like what's what's the difference why is it okay for you listening to my conversation but if i like you know listen to your conversation where, like you're talking to your friends they're like taking notes about like where you want to go who you're gonna hang out with what you're gonna wear why would that be pervy um, and she, he's like, you know what? Okay, enough with this. Um, I just need to know when this party is tonight, and she's like, oh, the party? That's at six, <laughs> and uh, Larry says he has a text message. Alex, did you see who the text message is from?
2: Um, no. Did I miss something?
3: Well, it's from Cheryl, but her name in Larry's phone is Cheryl Hines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's, oh, okay, because people kept saying that in our chat. I didn't get the joke. Oh,
3: okay, I got it now. Yeah. So he has All a text right. from Cheryl Hines that says, I yeah. need the house husband. <laughs> yes. So do we think, A, they just had Cheryl Hines in real life, sent them the text message that was used as a prop? Or yeah. B, this is now confirmed that Cheryl David's maiden name in the, 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 the world of curb was Hines. Oh, so in the world of curb, Cheryl
2: Hines was Cheryl Hines. Correct, and then she married Cheryl David. Okay. Well, I'm just
3: asking questions.
2: Yeah, okay, okay. Good. I didn't
4: pick up on that. I think say good, Cheryl say Hines, better. Yeah, new, new. I think Cheryl Hines just texted Larry.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's probably what happened. Yeah,
2: isn't <laughs> isn't she Cheryl Kennedy Junior now anyway?
3: Well, doesn't mean that's how Larry has her in her yes. in
2: phone. <laughs> Larry, like us, does not support support his uh, vaccination takes, and so uh, <laughs> you're Hines
3: for me. Yeah. So yeah, she she has a text on her saying she needs the house husband, hmm. and we get a uh, absolutely hall of fame montage here. I would say one yes. of th- one of three montages in this episode. I think this is definitely the best one of uh, Leon acting as the uh, house husband for first for Cheryl, then for Cassie, then for uh, Susie. And while we're on the subject of last names, I was thinking that because um Cassie is married to Larry's uh, cousin Andy, assuming that. He has the shares the last name David, which we don't know, but let's just make that assumption. Then in the world of curb, Lisa Archer's character name is Cassie David, which is Larry David's daughter's name.
2: But hold on, but we don't know that Andy is the okay, fine. For, yeah, I the yeah, yeah, I said we're making that assumption. I said we don't know. That. that is the cousin on that side. Did you yeah. read the well, book?
3: We, it's brilliant. No, but oh, yeah? I saw no, I her,
2: it. I really liked her YouTube show. I don't know if we've discussed that here.
3: Have we off? Um, I think you mentioned it once, but we haven't like discussed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I need. I need she's to got
4: me. like Larry's brains, and then she's like a beautiful woman. It's yeah. It's, she's she's the full package, as we call it.
2: Yeah, and she's having him hang out with like Timothy Chalamet and stuff. He's it's no. she's her, she's his connection to the youth. Yeah,
3: no. yeah. Gen Z. Um. Okay. So we head over to Irma's place. Um, Larry has a gift for her, and she's very disappointed to see that the gift is body wash—the mm, yeah. um, very lilac body wash that yes. Jeff has been using. And he says he figured, you know, you don't use deodorant, and you might like a body wash. Yeah, <laughs> and Irma. Very, doesn't very like- <laughs>
2: risky gift here.
3: Irma doesn't uh, she doesn't like having anything unnatural near her lymph. Yes. Um, which is a very disgusting thing to hear someone <laughs> say, say out loud. And, so this is where it's like she's not like attractiveness, like the most repulsive person. She's just like the most like unsexy person and just like the Correct. way she conducts
5: herself. Yes,
2: sure. But also like we will see like the, the scene like talking about montages, the scene when Larry is walking around Irma's daughter's house we see that the way Larry is seen by Deirdre and Scott and and like and many other people and the videographer is the same way that Larry sees Irma which is like this older annoying socially inappropriate <laughs> weirdo basically yeah well which a, is why they're he, really
3: they're actually perfect for each other well a what Larry's doing he's doing thinking that nobody is watching which is very different than Irma who's just like has no, no but the way sir, Larry really has Larry talks no ability. To people,
2: the way he talks to the videographer is similar to the but way Irma talks to people he's,
3: He's not socially acceptable, but he's not just yeah. like repulsive in like <laughs> this physical way. Right. So She's yes. socially unaware. Yes, it's, yes. It's worse. Yeah. is yes. um, like, like, oh, it's a good idea. You'll smell like a flower. And Irma yeah. like, are you trying to give me a hint? Like, you know, I know I'm giving up a, like a sex musk now that I've been active again. Um, I so, love you know, the way she uses active. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll try the wash. I'm going to rub it all over. I've yeah. um, uh, yeah. asked the
2: wife tonight if she would like to be active again. Tell me, uh, report back.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's gonna be a no go. Um, <laughs> Samezies. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I saw. I did. I. I'll say. I did the research. I saw you have a. You have a whole thing about this with. Um. What did you compare parking. it to? With uh parking. Right. Looking for a yes. parking spot. Yeah. That was yes. good stuff. I like that a lot. Thank you. Um, you could
4: Google Elon gold on James Corden to see that bit.
3: Yeah, that was very good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'm the uh the, the one the one yeah the, when you ask the guy or are, are you going out? Can I have your spots? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah she's gonna she, she invites larry for some canoodling on the couch um as we said before larry declines because his uh, testicle had been bruised on the peloton mm. Mm -hmm. And Irma says, you know, she's going to go take a shower and invites Larry to join. And he does nothing he could be less interested in um, than um, taking a shower with Irma. She tries to walk like erotically up the stairs, (laughs) Uh, but like he just doesn't feel like getting wet right now because he has a uh, he wants to watch
2: the hockey game from last night also. Yeah,
3: right. He's got that too. Big hockey
2: fan. All of a sudden he wants to know if uh, they have the, the NHL package at Deirdre's house.
3: Yeah, in the in the history of the world, has a man been invited to join a woman in the shower and his it response no. was, I don't feel like getting wet right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes.
2: I have a story, but it's probably not for the podcast about this
3: topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Save it. Yeah. That's your choice. that's your choice. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll bring that one out at the uh, recharge the mitzvah finale ah, party. Yes.
2: Yes, uh, this, uh, next June, Leon, Av and I are going to be both turning 39. And so as Danny Duberstein. Leon.
3: He, I, I noticed that also, but it's, <laughs> an, anagram. it's an anagram. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it,
2: it is. is. Nice to know. Yeah. But I'm saying Leno, yeah. Danny Duberstein played by uh, Leon Black, of course, played by J.B. Smooth as I talked to Elon Gold. Uh, right. He talks about how you have to recharge the midst of every 13 years in Atlantic City. So, yeah, Av and I are turning 39 in Atlantic City next summer. Oh, wow. Wait, what we does that re- mean? Recharge the mitzvah. Every oh, it doesn't mean anything. J.B. Suv made it up. Yeah. That, that, that every 13 years you have another bar mitzvah. He said recharge the mitzvah. I don't remember
4: that.
3: Yeah, it's he's
2: Danny Duberstein. He's pretending that he's Jewish. And Michael Richard says to him, oh, you're Jewish. Did you get a bar mitzvah? And he says, yeah, three times. And so <laughs> Michael Richard says, I thought it only happens once when you're 13. And he says, no, 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 you misunderstood. It's once every 13 years. You have to you recharge, recharge. The miss for Larry, you gotta recharge. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, off and I can be re- we're on uh, recharge number three uh, next summer in Atlantic City. Good baby. for you.
3: Yeah. Uh um, off will bring us to Philly. <laughs> I'll bring it out for that. I'll bring it out for that. Oh wow. Um, what, what a covered. Yeah. Hmm. So the uh we head over for to uh, Deirdre's house for the party. Yeah, I feel so bad door. for
4: the Gentiles. <laughs> every now and then you drop a thing and they just yeah. go, what's that? And they don't care. You know what? They the on.
3: Gentiles like it. It's our Jewish, listener,
2: Jewish, one Jewish listener who says too much <laughs> like Jewish Enough stuff. with the Jewish stuff.
5: Yeah,
4: that's the typical. That's the Jackie Mason. The, yeah. the, the, the truth, it's a that every every Gentile thinks of the biggest hit. I performed for the Queen of England and she said there's the greatest comedian. But then I talked to a Jew like that, too Jewish.
5: Jewish.
3: That's great stuff. Um, so they're surprised to see him. Am because- I yeah. <laughs> one of the best? By the way, I will say I'm had gonna had blow up your problem. cousin's spot. That's, one of that's the, what, the one of that, the very best.
4: Thank you.
2: <laughs> that's what your cousin said to me at Chavez What? Blown up a her spot here. She well, said right. he's been so funny on Curb, but he's so Jewish. And I'm like, well, I think Danielle, like oh, I think that's God. why he was like on the show. That's like, the character. They didn't that's bring the him way. on to be they like, we need an yeah. Irish executive. Uh first of all. Do, remember, do you remember
4: what I said at the beginning? I now have no cousins that I like.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> down to zero. I well, ho- yeah. Hopefully she didn't make it this far. She saw yeah. the number. What about Sandy? Her for...
2: husband didn't say anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in trouble. I'm not going to be invited for Shabbos lunch anymore. I'll have to come to your Shabbos dinner instead.
3: Anytime. Yeah. So he tells her that, you know, your assistant gave me the wrong time. She, of course, assumes it's Larry's fault that he must have written it down wrong, which is a fair assumption. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to apologize for, you know, his comments about the March sisters. He gave him a second look. I saw all the movies. They're not as mawkish and twee as I thought. And he says, of all the five movies, his favorite Joe is June Allison because she has the cute bangs. Yeah. Um, By the way, do you, who, how many people have seen all five? Of the movies like this is an incredible level of
2: dedication that Larry's shown or really at least like... or at least to lie and memorize the names of five actresses
4: yeah
3: I haven't four, seen one four, of them
2: four and a half four plus shashi yeah do you think he really
3: couldn't just couldn't remember Saoirse Rodin's name I can never
2: remember her name either it's Shoshana something right
3: it's Shersha Rodin
2: yeah but it's very hard now spell
3: it for me spell her first name I think it's like S-A-O-I-R-S-E I don't even know
2: and by the way I'm not making fun of the Irish because the Jewish names are even more impossible
3: Oh yeah, no, we have terrible names. Yeah. I'm in a
2: fantasy football league with a shmaria and a Shemaria. Yeah, it's like,
3: oh, what are with all these like
4: crazy names. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, okay, we have you rock me L. Yeah. How about Duty? That's a name.
2: Yeah.
4: Duty. Well,
2: or, or, or or penis yeah. is a very common last name in Israel.
4: Yeah. Penis. Yeah. Do you know I was named after my great grandfather? Do you know what his name was?
5: Mm. <laughs> loser. <laughs> oh, really? Literally
4: loser. I'm I'm a loser. Loser. Uh-huh. Isn't that
3: nice? Yeah. yeah. It's a great name for a boy or a girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so um, Scott pops his head down. You think Scott is good, was was gifted a 10th anniversary present, uh, much like Larry? Mm. I'm, guess, I'm guessing, I'm probably guessing, not.
5: no, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: um, yeah, Deirdre doesn't seem down for that, um. Yeah. And Larry explains, you know, she was, your assistant was really annoyed. And I think she gave me the wrong uh, time on purpose. And yeah. he's just like, I'm sure that's not what happens. Yeah. Um, by the way, you know,
2: another, yeah, he's exactly correct. And nobody ever listens to Larry.
3: Well, you know, I think she, it could be just she doesn't know Larry David for sure. long enough yeah, yes. to understand yes, yes. that, oh, yeah, that probably is what happened is yeah. that people are just. But hold on. So can, can, let, can we go
2: back for one second? Let's talk yeah. about what Brittany, the assistant, does here. So how does telling Larry to come an hour early hurt Larry? If anything, it hurts Deirdre, who has this annoying guy around, right?
3: Well, like I guess any- what she what she figured is that what would what, what would happen with any normal person is that when they said, Hey, you're an hour early, could you go somewhere for an hour? Yeah, he would go and that that, that would screw him over. She didn't oh, Or why not she just, just tell met him- Larry Davis? Yeah. She doesn't know how deranged he is. That yeah, he's yeah why not just tell him come he's two hours stay? <laughs> he's gonna stay, even when they like explicitly tell- like they're not even like being like, you know, subtle. They're like, Please leave. And he won't.
2: Well, hold on, let me ask you another question. <laughs> Brittany's the assistant for Deirdre the lawyer. Some guy she doesn't know is calling her boss and she's like, yeah, I'm going to screw this guy over. She doesn't know his connection with her boss. She doesn't know if he's some super rich half a billionaire. Oh, by the way, he actually is like a potential new client. You're like, no, I'm just going to screw over this guy. I don't know who's calling my boss. Like that seems yeah. like a sure way to get ahead.
3: You're you're exhausting. Yes. Yeah, so Brittany. Um, no, you're the fucking asshole, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm unlike said, Jake's assistant, who very feel like, you know, maybe you can go get till, kill time for an hour. Uh, but Larry's like, no, um, you know, I don't need a host to be a guest. I'll be fine. You guys go do your thing. Go shower. Get ready. I'll be fine just here. Uh, they're like, all right. Well, you know, he's clearly not listening to us. So we may as well not waste any more time with this nut job. Yeah. Um, and and, and so th-
2: this th- is a little bit out of character for Larry, who hates people like the only reason he's showing up here is to kiss up to Deirdre to get to Irma. So if Deirdre's giving give him permission to leave, he would definitely, you know, he would not want to hang around. But
3: um, yeah, I guess. Um, so yeah. the doorbell rings and it's the videographer. Mm-hmm. And Larry immediately notes that he has his sweater tucked in and he starts peppering him with questions about this. How long have you done that? Have you been doing this? My whole life. Do people ever comment on it? Nope, not until now. <laughs> Are there other talkers in your life? Nope, I've never really thought about that. Did your father talk? Did your mother tuck? Nope, nope. So that's one tuck, two no tucks for the... Uh, you know uh, what's their names? The Tannerbaum uh, family? family, the Tannenbaum family. Yeah. One so Tuck the, note, the royal, the from...
2: royal, uh, no, Tuck tanab. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and Larry says the only person he's ever seen Tuck is James Mason in Lolita, which I can't, I, I can't say I've seen. Yeah. Um, Elon, did you, did you understand this reference?
2: No, no.
4: There's uh,
3: okay. so
2: many references, I don't get. <laughs>
4: And he doesn't care. That's the yeah. beauty of it.
3: Um, he's like, do you think I should tuck in my sweater? Does it look good? What would you do? What would you advise me? Would you advise me to tuck? And he's like, I'm sorry. What? Like, who are you? What is your role here? And he's like, oh, I'm a guest. And he's like, well, you're like very early for a guest. I'm
2: sleeping with the mother.
3: Yeah. I'm oh, the
4: guest, the guest host line was amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. guest without a host. What was it? The I could be a guest without a host.
4: Right. I could be a guest without a host is amazing. Yeah.
3: By the way, I feel like I could be a guest without a
2: house.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. I could easily sit yeah. in someone's house. I won't change your like,
2: thermostat.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, well, as that Scott says, easy.
3: I could be a normal person and just sit in a chair and be on my phone for an hour. Be, be on the phone. Fine. That's
4: all you gotta do. Yeah. Sit yeah. and be on the phone.
3: I mean, forget it. if I have a pair of if I have a pair of uh those headphones, I could sit for six right. hours. Like no problem. Like, I have the I have literally on demand the entire capacity of everything that's been created in the history right. of the world. Like, I'll be fine. You going right. to take a shower. <laughs> um, so they're they're watching him on the uh security cameras in the house, and he is making himself extremely at home. He's uh <laughs> they watched him uh, with this magnifying glass thing, he's doing on his fingers, he's playing with a candle, he's using a back scratcher, twirling around on the chairs, yeah. and finally the final straw is when he goes and uh adjusts the thermostat and then he's like waving in the air, trying to like feel the vents coming in. Well, uh um, like,
2: can I defend Larry here for one second? Not that his behavior is normal. But, like, he's being portrayed as the bad guy by Deirdre and Scott. I feel like, like, okay, his back scratching, whatever, it's a little gross. But, like, this couple having cameras in their bedroom to watch people around their house, like, in your bedroom, eh, that's a little creepy.
4: Nobody liked Deirdre and Scott. You know, not the actors, the characters. They were purposely unlikable, and they played it beautifully. Scotty
3: boy! They're
4: just
2: (laughs) obnoxious. What was that a reference to, Scotty boy? That voice later does. I don't know.
3: I don't don't know if it was anything. Nobody knows. (laughs) Um... Yeah. So meanwhile, um, so I, I, I the last the really last thing is that he takes his pants off just to try to tuck it in his yes. sweater. So um, which then the videographer comes over. And he's like, oh, you decided to tuck in your sweater. And Larry says, you know, I decided to try it, but I don't like it.
2: Yeah. Risky move. Removing your pants and someone else is
3: living. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he, took a, he took a risk on camera. Yeah, I took a risk. Um, it won't be the first time he'll get in trouble on camera. This. year. Um, So it's time for the party. Jeff and Susie are also there and Scott and Deirdre call everyone to attention because it's time for the renewal of the vows. And uh, Larry says it's more like time for the anti-nausea pills. And Hmm. Deirdre starts doing her set of vows while Larry and uh, Jeff are just like whispering and cracking jokes, making fun of the whole thing in the background. Larry says he would rather masturbate in public than have to say that stuff. Hmm. Um, What's your position on that, Elon? I'm good. (laughs) Would you
2: rather (laughs) renew your vows or masturbate?
4: (laughs) I would rather renew my vows than tubing it up. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Um, He he didn't think it was public. And as they're talking, Larry makes the uh, throat in the mouth gesture, Mm. uh, which unbeknownst to him, he was happening on film because the cameraman had been focusing on him at that exact moment. And Larry immediately realizes, what have I done?
5: Yes.
3: And he Ah, goes over to, to the videographer and tells him, you know, the craziest thing happened. It's so crazy. A mosquito was just got caught in my throat at the very moment that you were looking at me. And I put my finger down there and like, I'm sure it's just this doesn't look good on camera. It's mm. like, there's any way that we can erase that from the film. And he's like, no, like, you know, I really can't. It's my job. Like, you know, I could get into trouble. It's just like, not what we do. And then Larry sp- spots that the name on his bag is Samuel Tenenbaum. And he plays his Jew card. Mm. Samuel, my Hebrew, my Hebrew brother, could you be, please be a mensch and maybe reconsider this position for me, a fellow <laughs> tribesman? Now, and now, Can we pause for it, it one works.
2: second? Is this taking place... In like rural Oklahoma or is this taking place in Hollywood <laughs> right, renewal right. of a Jewish girl? oh my
3: god it's a Jew yeah. in LA right,
5: <laughs> right.
2: Samuel Tenenbaum is shocked to see a Jew here
3: <laughs> I haven't seen one since you know seven seconds ago at this very party <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but Samuel again, t- Samuel me, Tenenbaum me, was didn't...
2: that Jew out in the wilderness waiting to be a makare yeah. by a Larry David. But,
4: but well, why not
3: bring back the J to J right there? Oh, wow, it's Oh perfect. my yes. goodness,
2: yes, missed opportunity.
3: Yeah, that would have that would have really closed the loop on that um, the whole J to yep. J storyline. Yeah. Yeah.
2: By the way, the one flaw. In Larry's system here, and this goes back to uh, Elaine in the back of the comedy club uh, with the recording. Is his entire conversation would be on the video with the videographer?
4: Because that's true too. Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: Unless I don't know, maybe they just have mics on the couple. Although I didn't see them. Yeah. And
5: yeah. What's yeah.
2: so. This is, a, this is a high quality production. They turned this thing around. By the way, that night it took me six months to get my goddamn wedding. Together.
3: Yeah, that, I, I have yeah. that in my notes. How are they watching this already? <laughs> They're watching it later that <laughs> Which, in the like, evening. Like, like there's two problems. A is like. There's no way it's ready, but B, like, who is like so pathetic that like they have a party that immediately like okay, let's watch the video of the party that we just yeah.
2: experienced. Yeah. Like ha- having said that, off uh, my wife and I, on the rare occasions that we go out for a night, like like a sleepover night, like without the kids, like on vacation or whatever, we like we spend the first five minutes being like, oh my god, this is amazing. We're like in another state. We're away from the kids, and then the rest of the night we spend looking on our phones at videos of our own children. So, <laughs> ah, That's it's so cute. It's very pathetic. Yeah. Um, they're better yeah, on video I, I, because you could just turn them off when you want.
4: Oh, my God. They're the best on video. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah they're very cute on video. Um, okay. So, yeah. So um, this time, so, you know, he agrees. And, like, now it's the husband's turn to go. And this time when the camera comes in on Larry, he's doing his whole song, song and dance. He's crying. He's sobbing. He's laughing. He's having, you know, the, the greatest speech ever. Um, so Irma finally arrives, She's, I guess, working very late. She missed the whole, all the vows. She doesn't even know if they've been renewed. And uh, Jeff, Jeff greets her very warmly, which I don't really know why he does this other than that it was necessary for the plot, but let's yeah. go with it. Sure. Um, very touchy as well. And Susie's watching from afar. She's now like a little suspicious. And when Irma walks over towards Susie, she gets a big whiff of the lilac mm. and Susie erupts. You Irma Kostrowski, keep your fucking hands off my husband. You wrecker. you car whore. wash cunt, your mother's fucking your, your mother's fucking my husband. I think you're the councilman. You can get away with anything. I smell the lilac and I knew it was you. Mm. And Irma says once again, the titular uh, words of the episode, what have I done? <laughs> And uh, the be- the best part of this whole scene is Jeff doing the little uh, Grandpa Simpson meme move where he like walks into the room, <laughs> sees what's going on, and turns around and walks yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing that all season. It's just like, "Ah, I'm not involved." Yeah. Yep. I- it's it's the better move. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love doing that too. It's just like uh, like yeah, it's like what you said, Elon. Like you want to just like watch. Like I, I don't want to be in on the thick of this thing, yeah. <laughs> even though it's like directly affects me and you know, my my uh, happiness, but you know, oh, well, it's, well, you know, that's future Jeff's problem. <laughs> Yeah. So as as you said, they're sitting in bed later that night watching the video of today's events, and they see this Larry's fake reactions, and she's like, "Well, wow, I guess I had Larry David completely wrong. He's a great guy. I need to text my mom and tell her how how lucky she is." Mm. Um. Okay. So yeah. So it's the next morning we're back. By the way, home. I, I, yeah.
2: one of my favorite things about this scene is you know we've talked about like this like this classic curbism like this character has very scant information draws absurd conclusions based on it. And of course they always are correct, thereby justifying the initial suspicion, even though it's based on like the incorrect thing to have done. But here they reverse that, right? Like Susie makes an absurd suspicion based on like very, very scant evidence pursues it anyway, and it blows up in her face. So wonderful yeah. to see. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, so Larry's back home with Leon the next day telling him about this incident, and now he played the Jew card, and Larry is Leon's, like, super proud of him for playing his cards correctly, you know? Mm. He's like, I, too, have a whole fucking card to deck. I got the black card, I got the handsome card, the tall card, the big, big Johnson big card.
4: card. Yeah, big Johnson uh, card,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, And Larry's like, handsome card? You don't have a handsome <laughs> card. Who told you you have a handsome card? Your mother, Auntie Ray? And Leon's like, everyone says I'm handsome. What a great doctor. Auntie Ray
2: callback, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, was, I can't believe, like, Larry knew it. Remembered that was, yeah, as a person. <laughs> yeah. some, that was, someone gave that to him. There's no way he remembered it. <laughs> Right. Um, remember the
2: remember one of the main characters was season six season
3: yeah six? It, was like, it was like 18 years ago at this yeah. point um, he's like the fucking doctor who delivered my ass said I'm handsome everyone says that shit and yeah. um, suddenly water starts shooting out of the sink and Larry realizes you have no idea what the fuck you're doing do you <laughs> and again now we get this great montage of everyone that Leon helped now having their stuff break and get screwed over Cheryl's car Cassie's shelves Susan's pipes and Irma's electricity. And as a result, she goes tumbling down the stairs. Now, I I thought when this happened, I'm like, oh, OK, like, yes. this is going dark. I thought they're killing her off the show right here. Oh, I thought. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Larry. at least to she was be ver- I, th- or I thought at least she was going to be seriously injured uh, because of Larry. But you know what? The and- great
2: news of her being he- healthy is I think that means we're getting more Irma Kostrowski.
3: Oh, I, I, very much think she's back next week. At yeah, at least, yeah. That's, that's definitely what you would think. Um, because the storyline's not done. Um, so yeah, cut to um, Larry helping Irma into his house, where seemingly she will now be staying, possibly for several weeks. And uh, she tells Larry that he, she's going to need her clothes pressed for work every day. Yeah. Uh, gives him a shopping list that includes regular flavored Metamucil, not cherry, not orange, regular mm. flavored, not the cherry, uh-huh. not the orange. Hmm. Artica and some pickles, uh, making the you know light bulb goes off for Larry. That's what it is that she stinks of pickles. Hmm. And, um, to close things out, we head over to um... not to be too stereotypical, but are you a big pickle man?
4: Obviously, but only the half sours and only the bright, bright green half sours.
2: Yeah, no, I like those ones also. Yeah, don't give me Dill. don't skinny, curved, very briny Israeli ones. I do like those as a change. Yeah, those are
4: fun, those those are fun. But there's nothing. But that like can't a be your everyday pickle, fat. Yeah. Bright you, green, half sour. Yeah. yeah.
3: You want you want you don't want it, you want an Israel pickle? But what you really want is a low side pickle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Look uh, at me on
4: the on the carpet of the curb premiere. Look at that yeah. shot.
3: Yeah. Mm, very handsome. stuff. Very yeah. handsome. So we um we head over. Did you get to- your handsome card that night? I did, yeah. I did. Played it left and right. Yeah, the big Johnson so ha- card. Did that come in that? <laughs>
5: <head>? <laughs>
3: Can't you see? Look at the yeah, pants. This is, you for some reason, Alex keeps trying to get Elon to take his penis out on this podcast. I don't know what that's uh,
4: about. it's because I'm on Zoom. Also, he's looking at me on Zoom, and I'm and lying yeah. back on the couch, and he knows it's the next step.
3: Yeah. Um, well, so, what, what was the, the lie, later this wait, goes, the, lie that goes, the more the likely said about later this a lap goes, dance? the more likely that is to happen.
5: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> did you hear what happened on pretty pretty good that Elon was going? He took it out. He took it out.
5: Yeah. He took
3: um, it out. We head over to Susie and Jeff's house where Susie, you know, is you know, sorting through the damage. And I guess because of the way all you know everything happens, a shoebox has uh, presented itself that when she opens, she discovers a second phone and realizes that Jeff must be cheating on her. And let's go back to the videotape to uh, close things out.
1: Got Susie Green
4: for you. Yeah, I'll take her.
2: I, I love the way you like, "Hey, Susie." Hi, how's
4: everything going over there? Good, good, all good. Uh-huh. Wait, can we
2: pause off, 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 pause? Yeah. What what is the nature? of... What did you say? I love the way what? I, I love the way you sort of you glide into the doorway. Always, you <laughs> have this very very physical sort of you sort of slide. Almost, you're doing like a little moonwalk. Yeah. What is um, the thank well, you. What, yeah. what is the nature of the Susie Jake relationship in the first place? The, like Jake is taking a call from the wife of a manager of a guy who's a show don't on think the don't
4: think that didn't cross my mind <laughs> when I said why is the wife of a guy who's writing a show's manager calling me yeah. but I know I also know I got to be nice to her she's
3: you know right she's the wife of the you know the guy yeah. the guy that's managing yeah, you, my n- you
2: never know who's gonna be the one to uh, yeah you know, I, i'm guessing
3: in, in the in the real life version of this um the head of hulu you said you know makes a confused look on his face and tells his assistant to take a message
2: right
4: but
3: um you know but in that the curve be world far, yeah, i know that
4: susie's a main character <laughs> Yeah, By the exactly. way, where is your
2: couch of diverse uh, uh, network? Uh, you know, uh,
4: so that's, executives? I think, the
2: meeting room.
3: And oh,
4: and, okay. and this is my personal office. Yeah, they're
3: there. They're just always
2: there.
4: They yeah. don't, they don't uh, work. They just sit on that couch. No yeah, they're
2: on that. the couch waiting. They to,
4: were so yeah. funny and they're all young comedians and they all nailed it. And when and when she says I'm non-binary, I only identify as a plural when I'm with two or more people or whatever. <laughs> oh, that and was then, so good. And then, are you plural? No, I'm gay. <laughs> it was just beautiful.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that was great.
4: Again, uh, Larry okay.
2: walking that tightrope like no one else can.
4: Yep. Yeah. Back but to it, Respectfully, too. Still yeah. comedically, but respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. Without judgment. Yeah.
5: Here we go. Yeah.
1: Taking notes as usual. Always. I am. Great. Take this down. She's fucking my husband, <laughs> but I'm
5: bumped.
4: <laughs> I'll be back? Okay. Boom. That's the second head head bang on the boom. (laughs) Listen.
2: Remember Larry's? uh, What what a what a covet, as
3: our people would say. You get the last line on an episode of curb.
4: You yeah, have no idea. The covered is just—it's—it's it's astounding.
3: So you had the first line of your first episode and the last line of your last episode. Is that right?
4: Wow, look at that! Wait, what? Well, last connecting. episode?
2: What do you mean? Hajranalak?
3: Oh, no, my—it—it
4: it might be. We'll just say my last episode. I don't—I can't say whether or not I come back, but it just might be. He might be correct of with that. Uh, oh, sorry. I, yeah, no, no breaking news here. We don't really no, do don't wish a car
2: accident upon Jake. Uh, you know, from June. No,
4: no. But put put it this way. I'd love to know how they're wrapping all this up in two episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah, there's definitely a lot of balls in the air. We're oh going to have my. like
2: a 64-minute episode. It's going to be like Game of Thrones oh style. Oh,
4: my God. How are they going to wrap this up? Yeah. yeah I, be think interesting it's, to- I think it's just going to implode. I think the whole young Larry will implode the mm-hmm. whole thing. They can't find a Larry. They got the Maria Sophia. They, it's all
3: sorts of problems. Or will it? Or will it somehow they'll pull it off? Because that you know everything suggests that they'll uh, it'll implode. So maybe the twist is that somehow, uh, yes. although that's not possible, Maria Sophia is too big of a disaster. Isn't yes. no right. Way. But well, she, it you. Jake, she you fooled you, Jake, you
2: loved that video. You you loved getting her on tape.
4: I did love the video, but listen yeah. to them. I mean, leave it to them to have the twist, the the most unexpected version of whatever we're thinking. I mean, just like that producer's twist was the greatest of all. Yeah, yeah. yeah Maria Sophia
2: is going to win the Emmy. Oh
4: yeah. yeah. By the way, Maria Sophia, you know the the, the young actress is just going to pop off of this. Oh, unbelievable!
2: The oh only my. thing I can compare it to is Maria Bakalova, like the girl who played. uh sasha baron cohen's daughter in the most unbelievable it was like it's a similar thing like you come on as a nobody and you're opposite this guy who's just off the wall crazy and you somehow match it it's just like it's incredible
4: yes you're matching up to him and and it's she's just pitch perfect and it's not easy to be that bad
2: yeah She's right. an amazing yeah, sure. actress. Listen, It's, you know, it's that not that easy actor. to be that Jew. Like, pat yourself on Thank the you. back also. <laughs>
4: Thank you. I hope to win uh, the Emmy that sits uh, to my left in the in the first episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, he, here's my only issue with, with, like, the ending of the episode. Not not to take the final word out of your mouth, but, like, the stakes here. Like, why would Jake really care who his assistant is fucking uh, or, like, who the manager of the showrunner for the show on his network is fucking? Like, Susie, doesn't she want to blow up Jeff's spot? Like, if anything, Susie should, like, you know, wait till they're shooting a scene of the show and Jake's in there and the the assistant's in there and Larry's in there, Jeff's in there, and then Susie can come storming in, interrupt the filming and, you know, try to humiliate her cheating husband because Jeff, like, I want to see Jeff. I I think
4: it's a great, I I think it was a good move because... The idea that Susie knows the assistants listening is the fun yeah, part. No, no, yes. Right. It's, Agreed. And, sure. And and she knows, you know, everything is in the family. It's me and then Larry and then Jeff, and it's all connected. And then my assistants right there. She knows dropping a bomb this way is also a fun fun way to
3: Yeah. Uh, and and I and I think that the relationship is kind of the opposite of what you're suggesting. Like they want Larry more than he wants him like as you know, my opening line, what um Elon said in this episode is it's your show, we're just paying for it. Like yeah, we have right. no control over this. Like, if H- you, Hulu we'll- ain't Netflix, <laughs> yeah, we're just putting money into this, and we think we're gonna come out ahead by investing in you and like they're catering yeah. to him. And like, if you piss off Larry's manager's wife, you might lose the yep. show. Yeah,
2: yeah. I-, I just want to see Susie call Jeff a fat fuck again. <laughs> Me. I, I want to see Susie-, Susie be abusive and mean to poor Jeff. <laughs>
4: Nothing like Susie Yelling. Yeah. You know what's great? I said this to Garland once. He's one of the top five yellers. And comedy yelling is an art form because yelling yeah. is the opposite of comedy. If someone's, like, yelling at you, that's the worst. That's not funny to you. Right. But watching yelling, and it's like, who who are the great yellers? It's Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller, mm-hmm. yes. and... You know, Garland and and, and and Larry and Susie. These are great comedy yellers.
3: Yeah. Case and Alexander. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, him and, like, and Jerry. Stigler, Tom yeah. Hanks is a good. There's no
3: crying at baseball. You know, it's right. like yeah.
4: to be funny while yelling. That That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Jeff's got that horse thing. It's a very uh, unique guy. Uh, yeah.
4: The horse is also fun. The yeah. horse
2: thing. Yeah. The horse thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's get to our our ratings for this episode here. uh, oh good. We're in hour three now. yeah (laughs) Elon, what a superstar. He said to us before we started recording, you know, maybe an hour, hour and change. And and now it's the next day, even in California.
4: (laughs) It is the next day. Yes. So now we do the what is this? The question the four questions. Are we at a Seder now? Yeah, exactly. This is uh, uh, we're we're rating rating the episode
3: on a zero to five pretty good scale.
2: Yeah, all right. I, I'm gonna
4: how many pretties? Go yeah, ahead.
3: i I'm,
2: I'll go first here. I'm gonna say um this this uh episode has several hilarious scenes. We get peak Leon. Um, you know, as I said, I, I actually think the extreme distaste for Irma Kostrowski isn't really earned so much. I think you know she's actually a perfect pair for LD. Honestly, though, and maybe it's not fair that I'm like putting this on this episode, but I'm like just getting very sad and scared as as you said before, Elon. Like we only have two episodes left, and so my expectations are just like like so high. And like, I'm doing the opposite to curb of what Irma did to Larry in bed. I'm coming in with huge expectations. Like I'm, so I'm grading this on like a curb scale. So I'm going to say this episode is pretty, pretty pretty good. So I'm going to say two and a half pretties. And I was thinking like, like this episode, not to besmirch modern family, a show I watched every single episode of which and won like a million Emmys year after year. But like this episode is a thousand times better than the best ever episode of modern family. So my two and a half, is not a sign of disrespect. It's just my my expectations are so high for curb. So two and a half on a curb scale to me.
3: Of. Yeah, I'm going to go um, a little bit higher than Alex. I don't I don't disagree with a, a lot of what he said. Um, he just, for whatever reason, likes to rate her enthusiasm episodes about which he has a podcast too low. It um, likes to give like two out of five as his like average episode for some reason. But whatever, that's his issue. Listen, I'm, a, I'm a tough um, grader here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go a bit higher. Um, I actually I originally had um, three and three and a half pretties written down, but I, uh, I I went up a little bit on the episode as we went. And I'm going to say back to back for Irma Kostroski in her self-titled episode, she earned the four pretties. And for What Have I Done, once again, is pretty, 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 pretty good. Four pretties out of five. Um, I think it's a very uh, so- strong, solid episode, not a perfect episode of Curb. But I laughed a ton. Some whole you know, those montages just really slayed me. Um, I'll remember those. And um, yeah, every time that Tracy Ullman is on the screen, every time that Elon Gold is on the screen, right? It, knocks it up half a pretty
5: mm.
4: right. Oh, wow. And and you know, for me, having bookended the episode, it's got to be pretty, 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 pretty good. I get the four out of five, too, because you not giving yourself not-
2: the full five.
4: No, Play because, hey. you know, because it funny. is such an amazing episode. It is hilarious. It is brilliantly funny. There are episodes where some of the bits within the episode just blow your mind on how funny they are. That those episodes get the five. Possibly episode four, which I was not in, I think is a five with the with the KKK and all that. Yeah. Um, episode three with middling and me is like a four and a half at, at least. And um And, uh, you know, for me, the only episode that I would go in the twos uh, is, ironically, episode two.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I completely that. That to me is the um, the the worst episode of the season. Um, We actually on our official uh, podcast rating, we're like we take our scores, and we average the audience scores we had that ranked as the worst episode of the series so far, which was a little bit surprising. So maybe expectations play a role there, but that's how yeah. the numbers came out. And I agree that your first episode, episode three, the minibar is my favorite episode of the season so far. The so middle... I was about to ask you, what is your favorite? So yeah, three... I've, I've, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, I, I, I gave that the same four out of five, but I guess, you know, it, there's still some uh, variation between. Um, but yeah, that, that's the and one. Alex, I think is... your favorite of the eight? Um, I have to check my my rankings just to make sure you had a um, man here. fights tiny woman was your was your I had your, has that as my top was that was that yeah. last week two weeks ago now it's two weeks ago, the one with yeah. the Seth Rogan and uh, oh with Jonas just, the Referee and yeah, yeah. The, no Jonas yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the um, Seth the, Rogen the
4: exchange woman. did you guys talk about how amazing that is I
2: mean yeah. I yeah. said that
4: to Larry <laughs> last week I said that was a defining moment of the series I go to me that was the show about nothing moment where they go back and forth and then when Seth says you're a man. What is it pretending to be? Your nice guy pretending to be an yeah. asshole so everybody hates you. Yeah. That is the essence of <laughs> exactly. the show right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Man fights tiny woman, mini bar are both like elite episodes to me and the watermelon is just in terms of where it's willing to go, it's like on another planet. It's, you know. I'm so,
4: honored that I'm in your top of it cuz that to me that was like what I called my episode. I really got to do my thing and shine. Yeah, I mean, we didn't cover how great I was in that episode, but I think we've run out of time. What are the other <laughs> questions?
3: <laughs> um, All right, Alex, what else we got?
2: Yeah. Oh, come on, be a come-with guy. Well, let's go with the come-with guy. And uh, I'll go first here again. Uh, Samuel Tenenbaum, the videographer, uh, he was Jen's favorite character, my wife. The way he comes uh, with it helps out with the video editing, uh, with Larry, Very, he does an excellent job. Also, an excellent Leon episode, an excellent Jake episode, we get to learn Jake's name. But I'm going to go with Irma. I just thought that, you know, Tracy Ullman, she's just several of her scenes are just like you're falling on the floor laughing. It's so crazy what she's doing. And she's coming with Larry. She's dating Larry. Are we going into a third episode dating Larry? I mean, that's rarefied air, right? I mean, like we have Susie. And we have we don't really have that many more people, right? Like when Vivica a. Fox, when she comes on the scene, like that whole relationship is like, you know, at the end of one episode, basically in a montage. And then, you know, the next season, they're breaking up already. So, you know, Irma going at, for three episodes with Larry. That's come with Gal territory for me.
4: I'm with you on Irma as as the best. It, it, it pains me to not, you know, call myself the best. But look, <laughs> I, Irma's hysterical. I'm just like funny. I serve a purpose and and I do, I do a nice job. But you can't compare the performances and just how much funny she brings to that episode. It's it's she's she wins.
3: Yeah, I'm, it's a clean sweep. Um, yeah, there's really just nowhere else to go. There's there's some excellent characters, excellent performers in this episode, yeah. but she's just like so on a different level. What she's pulling yep. off here. Um, Did we, Alex, did you give did we both give her the come with gal last week as well? No, no, we didn't. Who did Not we have yet. last week? Oh, I should have these documents open and be prepared.
4: And the and the line of the show has to go to the title of the show.
3: Yes, yes. No, the, the, sure. the, the, mouthing was
2: seen, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then said so many other times in different contexts. Yeah. Um, last week, um, come with, Ga- come with gal was, wow, I, gave Larry, keep... I gave it to Larry. I gave it to Larry. You guys keep, you guys keep records. Yeah. This and I don't oh, oh, no, have wait, a sorry, whole spreadsheet. Yeah, no, sorry. So... I gave it to Stan. Uh-huh. And, Av, you gave it to the Riemann Schneider voter. <laughs> oh, true. <yes>. <laughs> in line. Is that fuck this, out of here.
4: <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> How do your wives uh, react to you guys taking three hours once a week and yes. just talking to each other about an episode? Well, we're, we're not
2: in bed with them at 1230 in the
3: morning. So, <laughs> I understand. yeah. Yeah. I, we, we, I, I try to uh, focus this when she's already sleeping. So
4: Right. But you can't, like, at any point turn to her and, and honestly go, honey, I'm working. <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is she has to consider this work, but oh, I consider right. a lot of the things that she does, that she thinks are work, um, right. to not be work. Oh wait, let's get right. into it. This um, is no,
4: this is I'm going to play cards with the guys. This is
3: yeah, right. No, so right. Sorry, so so my my take that I always have with my wife is that like when she's like baking for no reason, uh-huh. that's that's a hobby. That's not right. doing something for the house. It's like we you didn't need to make cookies on a Wednesday night. You we wanted to make cookies. that much. No, like you're living in a world where it. your wife is making cookies on a Wednesday. Night. She's always baking. She's always like baking That's and putting fun. things in the freezer. Nobody's baking in what, my house. I'm not I don't baking. know what's going on. I don't know why it's happening. She's always busy. There's no other. Like, just sit. Come watch TV. No, I have to bake these cookies. I have to make challah. It's always something. I'm like, I'm like I'm like I just want just let the record reflect, though. This is a hobby. This is yeah. not for the benefit of the house. Like I will benefit from. It. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. But you don't need to do this. This is for fun.
2: This sounds like, like a, this sounds like it's very good for. You. Well, it's probably bad for like the weight. It would be worrying me Yeah, no, there it's very
3: it? bad. There's always cookies on my counter. Always. Yeah, like banana banana muffins. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very bad. I'm going to probably have a couple after this podcast ends. Uh, plus, I plus it? I still have some Jonas the Roofer's cookies to finish up. Oh yes,
2: <laughs> Elon. What will be our party? <laughs>
3: Joking. All right. Did he uh, give parting gifts
4: away? Yeah, yeah.
3: he said he sends each of us a box of holiday cookies in the mail. very, very lovely and nice of He's a lovely so nice. guy.
2: Stop yeah. making, stop implying we're like making demands. Here.
3: We're not making demands. I'm just saying he did. Uh, uh, yes, he it should, is special. He yes. Should, yeah, he should be uh, acclaimed. You're a
0: fucking
2: asshole. That's what you are.
3: Pay off. Uh, who is the fucking asshole of this episode? Uh, the fucking asshole this week has got to be Susie Green. Um, as you said, with on the scantest of evidence, publicly calls out a woman for sleeping with her husband, which is she's wrong. There was really no reason for her to think that. Um, and yeah, like a public setting at her daughter's renewal ceremony. This is just completely insane behavior, um, even below um, what I would normally expect from Susie.
2: Hmm. Ah, can I tell you something? Susie Green, who you just named uh, the fucking asshole of the episode, you gave it to her in season three, episode seven, The Corpse Sniffing Dog. Other than that, Susie, with that mouth, has somehow avoided ever being designated with this uh, award by either one That's of That's incredible.
3: Yeah. I don't know how she well, has Probably because Well, probably because usually when she does it like an awesome you know, rant. we just give her the come with Gal for that. So yeah. it's like it's kind of six of one half a dozen or because she does it
2: to Jeff because he did something so heinous. That he <laughs> right.
3: right. So it's yeah.
4: like deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it to Scott because he's so arrogant <laughs> and unwelcoming to his guest. He's so obnoxious. He's he doesn't just have the NHL a... package. No. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Susie at least had a reason to be that angry and obnoxious. What? What's Scott's for? You guy comes up to your house. He shows up. You got to be nice.
2: I'm going to guess that Scott is an, uh, not a member of the tribe the way his wife is. Right. Yeah. Not, not that there's not plenty of Jewish assholes because there's plenty. But <laughs>
4: we have. Yeah,
3: we have our assholes. We have, they have theirs. Sh- we've yeah, all got assholes. Wait, are we are we assuming the Kostrowski's are members of the tribe? I mean, I she
2: talks so. more Yiddish than anyone other than Elon uh, than Jake.
3: Right. She.
4: Yeah, I think I think it's going to come out or, or, or not. But her name is Kostrosky. Assumed... She's got the. Yeah, York but accent. with an eye
3: with an eye, though.
4: Uh, yeah, she's trying to Polish. Me.
3: Yeah, yeah it could be she Polish. Bob, ah, you changed your name
4: to Abe
2: when you went to work in the law firm. So that's right. She's
4: dro- she dropped a, a Yiddish word in this. Th- I just forgot what it was. And, yeah, few, yeah, Oh, yeah. she did. You're all right. Few, okay, I think Lattes she's also. playing. I think Tracy Ullman, the actress, said, "I'm going to play her as a as a middle aged Jewish woman." Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. My fucking asshole. I'm going to go in a very uh, uh, non traditional direction. Also, although it's the it's what Av did last week. I'm going mean, to give it to Larry. Larry's leading mm. on this poor, wonderful woman. Um, mm. You know, I, I like Irma Kostrowski. I think she deserves better. You know, it was like the Sahara Desert down there. All she does is want to have some fun. She wants to come with. She'll come with in the shower. She'll come with wherever you want. And in his attitude that he's so much better, like Larry, you should be so lucky. So uh, Larry is my uh, FNA hole for uh, this. Episode. Big
4: Yasha Karach to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: I would just stop with the 10 dance <laughs> who's he? he's somebody what about me you're nobody why him why not me he's good you're not i'm better than him you're worse <laughs>
2: much much worse yeah we have no uh new cameos really in this episode we do have horatio sands it's, it's always great to see you know these old snl uh characters uh and stars coming back but um you know he's of course playing the, the plumber i
4: missed uh, vince this episode
2: Oh, yes, Vince. Uh, I love our, Vince. Our Freddie L- yeah. Listen, man. He w- he's w- working overtime at the Funk House. Think people just it's so packed because people love what they have in those mini bars. So. Oh,
4: it's, my
3: God, that mini bar. It's funny that they brought back Cassie just for to like, appe- <laughs> like she doesn't even talk. Like she's just like is on screen for yeah. like eight seconds. So- uh, yeah.
4: And I miss Maria also. And um, Vince giving notes on the mini bar like a network executive <laughs> <gives> notes, <laughs> gave notes on a script. It's, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So if I can go inside IMDb for a second, IMDb does this weird thing with these episodes of Curb where like, because I, I, the, the second that the episode airs, I'm on Curb studying the cast for that episode seeing who all the guest stars are. And there's only like three or four names up there. And then later Sunday night, more names come up and it sort of takes more and more time for the full cast to come up. And so they don't, you don't even necessarily know. So I was looking at it early on and then I see that, that her name was on there and I'm like, Cassie, like, when was Cassie in this episode? And I was trying to find out the name of the actress who plays your assistant, uh, Jake's assistant. And I'm mm-hmm. like trying to, and I was like, Cassie. I was like, and so on my second watch, I'm like, Oh, Oh, Cassie's the one with the bookshelf. So yeah, it's uh, mm. it's great for Cassie to get in there.
4: She's great. And Richard kind always amazing. Yeah. Oh, Richard kind is always amazing. Oh yes. my God. All right. Av, uh, I think we've, uh, we've tortured poor <laughs> Elon. <enough. laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not kidding. I've, I've had the best time. This is the opposite of torture. I could literally <laughs> do this all night. My one concern, I have nothing to do tonight. My one concern was the number. And now when they see two hours and 28 minutes, it's going to be daunting and people aren't going to hit play. And
3: now we've done this for naught. Yeah, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that we've um, recorded an episode this long. So and, um, and, uh, and and I
2: think and, we're going to still do uh, the postman and some other segments tomorrow. So we might be tipping uh, going past three for this episode.
4: <laughs> wow. There's a post, there's an After Curb podcast about the After Curb episode. Well, people send in letters and we read the letters. We
2: discuss their ideas. Yeah, I thought I was going to be here for that. No, we could do that. We could do that. Oh, okay. I just, I thought we should cut it off because I I had Rahmanas on you, but let's keep going. I mean, I have nine, I have, I have. I have 94
4: texts I have to return that I that I got in the last three hours.
2: You could be you getting know, an offer to star in the next Marvel show, but you know what? This, <laughs> this could be ease.
4: a big offer that I am ignoring now. But it's okay.
3: Anything for you, boys. All, all well. right. Well, this this could also lead somewhere. We never know. Okay. So yeah, let's head to the postman. Uh, postman,
2: postman, uh, postman! come uh, here. here. Tell the yeah. neighborhood what
0: right, a Larry, uh, uh, Larry uh, David. Not only are a lousy dude, asshole! but you're a lousy human being. He Screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. Hashunda.
5: Maybe you should have given me some candy.
3: You're a lousy joke. And the first email this People week is from, actually send you emails about Yeah, not, not so many, but you know, a few. Right. First email this week is from Kenny Eisman, who says that was a great episode. Top to bottom, classic curb lines and jokes, and coming together at the end with the assistant hearing the ba-dump ba-dump was perfect. Wow. A few other things. I was trying to figure out Larry's voice he does with Irma and it's the same voice he puts on when he pretends to be an Orthodox Jew. I wonder <laughs> what the thought is there. Um, it's probably not a thought. I would guess that's probably just like a tick of like where his mind goes when yeah. he's just like doing a fake. Like voice. It's a yeah. go to yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, he says two HBO episodes this week come out with Peloton causing injuries to characters no one talks about this for the stock price Um, <laughs> with respect to the conversation from last week about what world where we are living in even though LA has a ton of famous people you would think more people would comment on Larry having created Seinfeld especially as he arrives an hour early at a party and just roams around <laughs> fucking asshole of the week is Deidre's assistant for giving Larry the wrong time I didn't think there were too many big assholes this week unless you count Jeff having an affair and hmm. uh, the come with guy is Schmuel Tenenbaum helling his fellow tribesmen and he gives the episode a pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Sorry. He's, he wrote four pretties. I, I think I said the wrong number. Uh, lastly, if there is an offer open, would love to come on the show. You can host and I will guest. Very good. Um, what would you
4: guys do? Yeah. If if LD ever said, yeah, I'll do the show. We would say, I'll sure. We, yes. yes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but how would you how would you behave? Would you be this cool? and unintimidated as you are with me would you be speechless would you would you be all over without him, speech. with a thousand questions what would yeah.
3: it be like i think i would be um, just as cool but i would have to drink a little bit more before that episode than i did before this episode
4: right i understand <laughs> and mm. Yeah, I, I drink a lot before this episode. Also, Alex, <laughs> Alex, what would you be like with LD on this? Listen,
2: we have a whole list of questions we've been meaning to ask LD since season one. So we would just yeah, we, it. we haven't
3: we haven't been writing them down. We do have a list somewhere. Yeah, hopefully our listeners would compile the list for us. Is, we, that a, yeah. is that an
4: end game? Is that a goal? Will that be your final episode to get Larry to do this? Yeah, uh,
2: it's not even. I don't think it's in the realm of possible. But hey, listen, he you was out for thirty seconds Any, before. You know
4: what? Anything's yes. possible if you will and- it. It is no dream. If you will, it is no dream. And let me tell you something else. And what I also love about you guys, and this is a great show, but I love that you guys didn't ask the question that everybody asks, which is how'd you get on that show? And that is another two hour podcast. That's a five year in the making story that I'll say for like, you know, Joe Rogan.
2: (laughs) All right. But listen, you you talked about like you were on, you, you were there at the Seinfeld set from the beginning. So even if Larry didn't always have your name at the tip of his tongue, you know, you were, you know, when you think of the big Jew in Hollywood,
4: yeah, and I've Gotta heard, of, yeah, you do think of me and Judd thought of me for that. And it's like, and I've heard that I've been on casting lists for years, but still couldn't get in, still couldn't even get an audition until I sort of just made it happen myself. But that's for another time. There you All go. right,
3: well we'll, well, we'll make that other time happen sometime.
4: Love it. Or I'll um, save it for like Howard Stern <laughs> or Rogan or whatever.
3: But... You should yeah, interview yourself Howard
5: as never... Howard Stern.
4: Yes. Uh, this Elon Go, let me tell you something, Robin. Uh, this guy just did three hours <laughs> with these two nutballs. Uh, <laughs> um, I love you guys. I think what you do is great, and I was just uh, turned on recently to this. And as I said, Curb is one of those rare breeds that is deserving of analysis of a post wrap-up show. It it is it, it's worthy of it, and it's great that you guys do it. And I love how you do it, and I love how you come prepared and you have your notes and you read from the script and you and you just really go over it in a very concise, but entertaining,
3: <laughs> concise, <laughs> concise. Yeah. I mean,
4: not concise tonight, but I mean,
3: it's organized. <laughs> I think organized
4: yeah. is a better word. You're organized well, you. and you're entertaining. I appreciate and, it. Uh, Thank you so much. Kudos to you. And like I said, Yashar <laughs> Koyach.
3: All right. Uh, th- thank you very much. That means a lot. So I appreciate it.
4: And um, I was, let's be honest, one of your, if not the very, like one of your best guests. You're very, sure, very, very yes. high up. Yes. Yeah. How um, many, how many, how many? How many pretties do I get? I'm kidding. Full, no, five, you get the full five. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Oh,
4: yeah. You're you're, you're circumcised,
2: definitely... so maybe we snip half off and we can be fine. You're so definitely
4: asking to show my penis. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You're Hold the... on, you're... that's
2: what Dan Dan Jablons, who played Hiram Katz, the Jewish attorney. When Larry yeah. says to him, Are you yeah, sure? And he almost and he
5: yeah, says, he almost... I'm the
2: real deal. He said that in one of the takes, he said, Do you want to see my penis? <laughs> he, he
5: almost said got... that. And, and la- he almost got Larry kicked did... off the show. Yeah. Larry.
2: Why? Water stopped talking and walked off set and disappeared for half an hour. And Dan's like, "Oh God, I ruined it."
4: <laughs> Are you joking?
2: That's, that's what he knows. told us.
4: Yeah. yeah. Wait, but Larry would love that joke. Uh, that's I what don't... Dan thought. Yeah. <laughs> he took a that... risk. That's weird. Well, right. you never know what was in his head at that time and what he was right. dealing with or whatever. But I don't think it was a personal thing because that's a weird thing. But um, he didn't he bring him back also to play another role.
3: Um, I don't think so, but he, I mean, he ended up keeping the role, so it, yeah, it okay, ended up fine. Somebody, Yeah,
4: somebody's attorney showed up as something else. Yeah, that was
3: this year. The, yes. well, done. Cheryl's divorce attorney ended up being the dry, cleaner. it's the guy correct. opposite Hiram right.
2: Katz, the short, bald guy who shouldn't be able to represent uh Cheryl because he should have to accuse himself against Larry because they're well,
4: correct. <laughs> and you know, the Maria Sophia's father was brought back also in a totally different character. Yeah. Look, when Larry and Jeff like someone, they, again, they don't right. care that yeah. you played someone else. You're this good. We're going to bring you in to play right. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that about them. Yeah. So when the show gets don't kicked don't off care. Hulu
2: and has to go to Apple Plus, where there's a very, very Gentile exec, maybe, uh, you know, Elon <laughs> right. can show his range.
4: That would be funny. Show my range. Hey, if it's going anywhere from Hulu, it's going to HBO Max. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
3: I assume that's where I'll do. Speaking of HBO Max, a very terrible job at HBO Max this week. They they were dro- totally dropped the ball. This episode didn't uh, show up on HBO Max until well after eleven o'clock. Mm. You're kidding? People in Canada were saying they were watching it, and I was sitting there like an idiot, not able to watch. Curb. Yeah, it succession ended and I had nothing to do for like 31 minutes. And it was oh, a my
4: God. Those what poor a things. Disgrace. I just
3: had, I just kept sitting there on my TV, switching back from season 10 to season 11 to see if the new episode popped up.
2: Hmm. Wow. And
4: Why then I did went to, HBO And Max then I went to Twitter
3: and, and typed in HBO back and saw I think, lots of other I think
2: Elon Gold crashed HBO's website. Right. We
4: gotta see the there, was, there was a lot
3: of chatter that I bookended <laughs> the episode and it just crashed. <laughs> um okay so we go to next ashley welshchuk who says hi alex and av maybe i am just an un- an equally unpleasant person but i love irma kastroski all-time <laughs> character for me she was even better this week than last i would legit love it if she and larry end up together it's yes. so entertaining to, me to see larry finally have someone up on his level him dealing with her is like everyone else dealing with him yes exactly Dieter, I agree. that's a great Scott, email were the most unlikable couple. All of the law school couples I know will become exactly them. I hate them, and they were so perfect for the show. Watching them watch Larry was classic. To yeah. Come with guy is obviously Samuel Tenenbaum. The fact that he immediately edited the footage to remove Larry's reaction is above and beyond <laughs> what anyone would do for free. And honestly, he could rock the tuck sweater. Yes, um, I I agree. I think the tuck sweater didn't look that bad. I think it would be uncomfortable, but I think it was a problem. You have to
2: have time. a very flat uh, stomach, I think. Yes, though. you need to be. Yeah. I can't
3: I can't do the tuck sweater. That's for sure. Elon, what thought- is your
2: what is your take on on the renewal of vows, Ethan? Before we get to the tuck sweater, eh, I, who needs? I it? thought
3: you were going to ask him what his shirt size was.
4: Oh. <laughs> I I just flashed that idea that um now i'm pitching this now that we pissed off hbo max so they'll never (laughs) buy it but imagine a show with irma leon me like just like other like like larry says i'm done doing the show right i'm done doing the show but then there's a spinoff and it's starring like tracy Ullman and 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 jb Smoove. and who else would be fun to to keep
2: i we will all definitely watch that
4: yeah there needs to be the curb spinoff And, you know, I already talked to Larry that you know that uh, if there is a next season... Hulu guy gets fired because they all do. It's a revolving door. No one keeps <laughs> right. that job for more than a couple of years. Yeah. So he, he liked that. He's like, Oh yeah, and then you show up to like some odd, awful job. Hey, did you run Hulu? Because <laughs> that's literally show business. Like they're yeah, running so, a network so, one. I'm minute.
3: thinking the spinoff show could be could focus Listen, on Listen, Elon
4: Suzy.
2: Gold was on Kirby Enthusiasm last week. Now he's on these fucking two-juice podcasts at one in the morning.
3: <laughs> the highs and lows of show business. <laughs> yeah, Astounding. I'm thinking we could focus on Susie and all her little like side businesses that she does, like every week. Is like a different side hustle. Love yeah. it. And yeah, maybe and maybe um, Jake ends up working for her. Um, Love it. You know, yeah. you're, you're his your new assistant. He falls or, or, ma- or marrying
4: her after yeah. uh, <laughs> right. Jeff, you know, they she's got
3: to leave Jeff at some point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ashley continues and says, my first choice for fucking asshole was Deidre's assistant, but telling someone an hour early for a party isn't exactly Shakespearean vengeance. Tell him the wrong day. At least (laughs) I kind of want to give it to Scott instead just for being the smarmiest kind of lawyer who would never hire me, but maybe I'm just bitter after too many unsuccessful interviews. My final answer is Jeff for cheating on his wife and letting it slip in such a dumb way. Susie wouldn't have disrupted the party. If not for him, it also might affect the young Larry show. You'd think after so many years of adultery, Jeff would be competent cheaper would be a competent cheater. Yeah, Looking forward to many yeah, you, more classic podcasts. You leave the phone podcasting. in your
2: wife's closet? Very bad job.
3: Yeah. Mm. And he gives the uh, she gives the episode um, three pretties. Mm. Okay.
5: Mm.
3: Next, we go to Jim Crumley, who says, Larry's cringe factor was at a high level in this episode, leading to some great laughs. The failure of the house husband scheme was obvious, but still enjoyable. Overall, it was a more decent setup of episode than a classic. He gives the episode three out of five. He says, The Come with Guy is the videographer. He puts up with Larry's nonsense and even closes even does him a solid by recutting the video. The fucking asshole is Leon. It's a difficult choice, but the failure of the house husbandry leading to Irma having to move in with Larry is inexcusable, not to mention the thousands of dollars that he cost his other customers. Yeah, he's going to need a liar. <laughs> love it. And, I love those emails. And next we go to Zach Brooks. Oh, this says more. <laughs> I have the audacity. It's what I used to edit podcasts, but a bump. Ah. This episode should have been called House Husband. What have I done could be the title of almost every Curve episode. Yes. <laughs> uh. And what in the fuck was Susie wearing at the party? I don't know about the rest of the Postman, but this episode was cracking me up from start to finish. All the little women stuff, the sweater Tucker, Larry and Irma together. Great stuff. Four and a half pretty episode. Wow. And he says Samuel Tenenbaum gets to come with guy of the season. What a mensch. Was worried he'd screw it up at the end of the episode, but nope. Fucking ass all the week. Sadly, it's the house husband, Leon. Ooh. Okay, so I, um, I think we should um, we should end the postman. No, for now, um, that's all the emails we have. Wait, we're
2: not closing with Olin.
3: Uh, we didn't get an email from him yet, so I think we should. Um, oh, he always, he always bats cleanup. Yeah, we should add that in later um, okay. because we gave late notice that we record. We usually record on Tuesdays, but we're we're doing Monday this week. So, oh, so,
2: so you're gonna miss the postman redux, Elon, unless you want to come but back oh tomorrow night. <laughs> goodness,
4: can we do another three hours every yeah, night friends. this week? <laughs>
2: Um, What could be more fun? This is fun. I like this. (laughs) I'm having fun. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, I guess we'll do that. We'll do the overall episode rankings. So maybe there are um... very
4: few fun things to do in this world. And this is one of them. So if you can get if you can capture the fun and take it.
3: And finally, as always, we can close things out with Olin Allen, the shirtless wonder. who says. (laughs) <laughs> I enjoyed that, but nearly more so as a drama than as a comedy. Seemed to be a lot of plot-driven, particularly with with Jeff's liaisons. Some nice montages around Leon being the house husband and the inevitable consequences at the end. I also love the physical comedy of Larry just poking around Deirdre's house. Tracy Ullman is doing a great job of making Irma come across as a bit disgusting, but surely I'm not the only one who thinks Larry is still the one punching above his weight in that relationship. Or I am just holding on to a childhood crush on Miss Ullman and her amazing legs. Olin shared a uh, YouTube clip of Tracy Ullman sunglasses, um, which is uh, what, to what he attributes the uh, childhood crush. So you want to check that out if you want to uh, understand um, the appeal of one Irma Kostrowski from Olin's youth. Um, he rates the episode, a middle-of-the-road episode, three pretties out of five. He says his come-with-gal is Irma telling Larry how funny he is, being so lovable with him, and after 13 years, anointing him as the one to rejuvenate her sexual adventures, getting him back with, in with her daughter as well. Um, and the fucking asshole of the week, he says, I don't recall if it has ever been done, and thought he was set up to be the come-with guy going by social media reaction before watching, but I am going with Leon, causing chaos and destruction, using his charismatic personality to overrule the experts. <laughs> well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. <laughs> So that takes us to our episode ratings. Um, We have an audience score this week of exactly 3.5. So that's pretty, 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 pretty good um, from the audience, um, making it the 38th ranked episode by the audience. When we average that in with my four and Alex's two and a half and Elon's four, that does not move the needle at all. The overall grade is also exactly... 3.50, but it does move it up one spot in the overall ranking from 38 all the way to 37. So this uh, What Have I Done is the 37th ranked episode of Career Enthusiasm, according to our pretty, pretty, pretty good podcast.
1: Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. (laughs) All
2: right, so uh, next week, we will meet Igor... And his relatives, I am assuming, or at least countrymen, Gregor and Timor, and one of them may be a, a very recognizable figure.
3: Yeah. So this, you, I was going to say this earlier when uh, Elon, you were talking about all the different uh, celebrity cameos on this season, and like I remember seeing like the whole list at the early the beginning of the season, and then when I was watching this program, like, all oh, right, Bill Hader is also in this season. This summer, yeah, Like crazy. <laughs> like I completely like, forgot that he was in this season of Curb.
4: Crazy that Bill Hader's. It's yeah. unbelievable this this cast year. Very impressive. Yeah.
2: And in terms of like, like high profileness of somebody who's not playing a, a character, but playing themselves. I mean, like, you know, Bill Hader is, is, you know, the showrunner and the star of a show. He's in movies. I mean, like he's right. He's a huge oh, name. Sorry. And you would guess he's almost like Seth Rogen. Oh, he's got to be playing. Uh, Seth Rogen. Right. Yeah. But no, but yeah, he's here playing a character. And I'm trying to think like, where do we, who, how far do we have to go back to find somebody? Maybe it's Vince Vaughn, somebody who's as famous and is playing a character. Right. That, that, Josh Gad uh, also,
4: yeah. I mean, my favorite pro- Vince Vaughn, Cooper.
2: maybe Timothy Olyphant also, who played uh, Mickey last season. Right. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. All right. So let's John
2: Ham plays John Ham. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Let's get a little, uh, a little Brian Cranston. By the way, uh yeah.
2: Brian Cranston did to John Ham at the Emmys what Elon Gold did to John Ham here at Curb. Like John Ham says, I'm going to get the award for the most Yiddish spoken this
3: season, and then you just come <laughs> in,
2: and rip it out of his wow. hands.
3: Wow. Yeah, this is definitely the most Jewish season of Kerb, and yep. that's saying a lot. That's saying something. There's that's no I love it. Yeah,
2: Shigazakama is coming in about 20 minutes, by the way. The next day. Mm-hmm.
3: My name is Igor.
4: I run Prospor. How can I help you?
1: Where does all this stuff come from? Most this comes from uh, women who died at Park Lobrea Apartments. <laughs> Maybe you better sit down. No, I'm good. What's up? Uh, take a seat. I'm good. I'm good standing. You know what Winston Churchill said? What? Enough with the Churchill. I stand when you can sit. Did you just come over here to tell me to listen to everything Winston Churchill said? What do you want? She's still here?
0: Yeah, she's still here and it's your fault. What you doing right now? You're putting bad miles on your Johnson. You never heard of a car <laughs> have highway miles and city miles? I never heard of miles on a Johnson.
2: Right now. We got dick depreciation. <laughs> All right, should we have a uh, urologist on the episode next week? To oh, discuss? that's not a bad idea.
3: JB Smooth calling it a Johnson is always one of my favorite curb staples.
2: Yeah, that's great. He calls it a Johnson. A, a Kiva. my other podcast co-host, calls it a wiener. There's, there's too many names. Oh, to that's because right?
3: that's that's his name.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but JB Smooth's name
3: isn't Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, right, what do you say next week's episode is? Igor, Gregor, and Timor. Yeah, of the episode, right? Yeah. Very very yeah. excited. We're He'll meeting. Yeah, we're
2: meeting Igor. Who, who, who do we have any guesses? For who uh, his uh, cousins, relatives, whoever they're going
3: to be, Bill Hader's cousins,
2: relatives, who are going to be mm. Greg Warren Timor?
3: I don't know. I was thinking, like, um, who was the guy from um, who's in um, Clear History?
2: D- is Danny McBride? He's not a Clear History. No,
3: fan. it was like he, he was like the electrician. Um, Wasn't
4: that like gr- the, the, How great know. is Clear History? Is it just fun? It is fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's
3: wacky. It's like a, it's like a, it's an episode of Curb, like that's like a little bit on acid. Yeah. Right.
2: Mm. Um, Av, uh, or Elon, maybe, uh, but Elon, I don't want to put you on the spot if maybe uh, you might know things and so sort of ruin the guessing. But who, do, what do we think is the news that Larry's breaking to Susie that she needs to sit for?
3: Yeah. I have no something idea.
2: happened to our beloved Jeff. Oh, we my goodness.
3: We don't see no, It's probably it's probably something much like lower stakes. Yeah, like Larry's right, building yeah. up.
2: But I'm making a little like the succession it was like next week. On, oh, no, we don't see any of Ken. Maybe Ken's gone in, the, in here. Yeah, you know, right. We
4: don't see any of them.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, Jeff at did some end up point face she has pool, to dump so. him. Uh, one would think.
4: <laughs> How much can this yeah. poor woman take?
2: Oh, it's it's a mutually
4: Susie
3: woman. Yeah. I on. think they Bill, both
2: make, they they both act off in very different ways. But yeah, Bill
3: Hader is not even in the credits for next week, so they're really uh, yeah. No, the there's ball.
2: nothing available but until hours it's, after the episode
4: there they so tight lipped about all of it. It's so crazy.
3: It does show Tracy Ullman again. So, you yeah. know, I was obviously already confirmed the preview, but it's just well, we, just, we just heard
2: she's putting depreciation on the dick, So she's yeah. still around.
3: And, and how great, though, is the week to week
4: rollout where you get to have anticipation and excitement yeah, next week instead of just binging at all. And it, it, it's like the old days of just waiting and. and it's it's a fun rollout. I, I love it. And it's like, I'm going to miss it yeah. in two weeks. I'm going to
3: miss. Yeah, it's going to be gone before we know it. Yeah, yeah. Mar- yeah. Uh, Marcos is back in next week's episode, um, although he's, he's credited as Hotel clerk, which is what he was credited as when he, when he appeared in a random episode in season 10. So I don't know what the hell's going on with <laughs> IMDb as usual. We're, we're coming to the end. We only have two more episodes left of this season of Kirby Enthusiasm and maybe ever of Kirby Enthusiasm. God forbid. Um, yeah, Gasa Shalom. So, yeah. yeah, I agree Gasa but you know, yeah. it, you know, it's a <inaudible> little bit. I love the Yeah. Yeah. We certainly hope that those uh, next two episodes are going to be
1: pretty
2: <laughs> yeah. good. Get a life, Jews. Yeah, and amir to
4: Thank you guys. Love you both. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. You this love. is a lot of fun. Thank you
2: for, for having sticking me. around for so long. Of <laughs> yeah, course. We'll, I had a um... blast.